0: the reconstructionist radio podcast network presents streetwise theology out of the ivory tower and back into the hands of the invisible church
1: don't want to ruin this song by coming in and speaking over it but once again we are the agents of the silver screen what's going on i have joey with me today joey
2: hey let's go going-
1: what didn't you already ask what's going on We you said uh, it again yeah i'm um, moving, yeah, moving on yeah i'm here too so Dove, yeah, is tune, also here
3: this tune is awesome <laughs>
1: <laughs> now remember folks uh, all the music you hear in this is done by uh, my brother brad bradley st james you can find him on soundcloud including this song the name of this song was called With You. Remember to leave a comment when you rate our podcast. And please leave a comment saying, comes extremely good. Yes, Ages please. Agents of the Silver Screen, yeah. we come extremely only good. Only positive yeah. comments
3: only. Yes. Yeah, this song comes extremely good. Because then people think good. it's a yes. little yes. bit... Because that, right. that way, if it's only positive comments, people will think that the three of us wrote it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: turn that bad boy down. Oh, right, man. Right when the beat dropped. Shoot. I had to turn it no, down. Well,
3: they got to go listen
1: to it. That's right. You got to go listen That's to right. it. It was just a little taste. It's just a little taste. Uh, just a mouthful. All right. Now, uh, starting off today, we are going to be talking about Mission Impossible, uh, the latest Tom Cruise film, Summer Blockbuster. I'm really excited about that. Uh, after that, we're going to do our lists, which is three greatest supporting actor roles. Not necessarily supporting actors, but roles, supporting roles, the greatest supporting roles that you have seen. Starting things off, though, we are going to start with our game called Known For. And uh, it's where we talk about an actor and we try to guess what IMDb lists as their most uh, famous movies, which would be four movies uh, that IMDb lists for every actor. And they say this actor is known for these films. And we try to guess what IMDb puts for them. Today's actor was a difficult one very difficult because almost every movie he's in now is like a huge summer blockbuster it's a, a big film it's iconic yeah. it's iconic it's beyond a blockbuster it's that's iconic. right I was exactly. gonna say it's not just a blockbuster that's right plenty of
2: forgettable blockbusters yeah, iconic right.
1: thank you Joey yes
2: there are many
3: people you can say
2: that about it's true as I'm almost I'm tough. almost trying to figure out like find think of another actor who has as many iconic roles stashed into there probably Johnny Depp no no
1: way Well, okay, anyway, uh, for everyone who's wondering, I'm sorry to keep you hanging, but the actor is Leonardo DiCaprio to put it into context. Absolutely, Leonardo
2: DiCaprio. There's no way Johnny Depp. Mm -mm. No. You know who maybe honestly maybe iconic roles, and and
1: Edward Scissorhands, dude. Edward
2: Scissorhands, and and Jack Sparrow, and who else?
1: Uh, Jack Sparrow, he did Donny uh, uh, Donny Brasco, man. That's yeah, a, all that's yeah, the, all
2: yeah. yeah. all he's done in is Tim Burton movies that are complete flops. Um, uh, no way you, can you know, he was like a Bod
1: Crane in, uh, you know, Sleepy Hollow. You know, it, I, I that's pretty know. good. I'm just throwing it out. I'm just saying.
3: You you know what I would put
1: up with Leo Sean Connery, really? Yeah. Um, I don't get that one either. Every, every, Sorry, role guys. He's,
2: every role he's in is always
3: good. Yeah,
1: and an honorable mention, maybe even for Sean Penn.
2: Okay, okay, but but good what is movie, not, good is, is not good is not iconic. Good is not iconic.
1: I'm saying I'm not necessarily boring.
2: saying that Leo is great in every role. I'm saying that every movie of his yeah. seems to become iconic. Yes, I hear you. No, I I agree. Yeah. I, would ha- yeah. I feel like I would have an easy, a much easier time with Johnny Depp, Sean Penn, or Sean Connery in terms of choosing four movies that they're known for yeah. versus Leonardo DiCaprio. That's the, that's the point I made. Yeah, so once again,
1: we are, we are just three <laughs> men yeah, up against a labyrinth of a matrix of a machine that somehow puts random films in there. There's usually like two or three in there that's like, okay, yep. but then there's that last one. That's why we added a wild card category. So we say four, and then we ask what the wild card is. Okay, Dove, what do you got?
3: Okay, I'm going to rattle these off. Here we go. I have Titanic, Inception, mm-hmm. The Revenant and my wild card Wolf of Wall Street. Bam. Okay, that's okay. four. Yeah, you said three and a wild card. No, no, you you get four, four, and card. Card. Oh, four and a wild card. A four and a wild card? All right, then those are my four and then my wild card is Catch Me If You Can.
1: Catch Me If You Can. Oh, oh
2: okay. Oh my god.
3: <laughs> no one didn't even enter my mind, but now I'm
2: Oh. Uh, All right, right well, I'll just got to go with what I got. Okay. Okay, so Hit number me. 1 I put the Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. Number 2 Ooh. Titanic. Number 3 What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Number four, the departed. And my wild card is Inception. Bam. What is eating Gilbert Grape? I don't know. It's a great question. It he wasn't even question. Gilbert Grape in that movie's yeah, iconic. The
3: world? <laughs> Luke's doing something with a computer and he's supposed yeah, to. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm actually looking up Leonardo DiCaprio right now. Okay. Yeah. For my for my four films, I went with Blood Diamond, The Departed, Titanic, Inception. And for the wild card, I want the gangs of New York. That's a good one. So here we go. He went with two I'm Scorsese films. Listen, if I, get, I think if I get two one, Scorsese I'll get it. I'll be excited. films on there, here be we go. If it's Shutter two.
2: Island, I'm going to be really salty. Yeah. Okay,
1: here we go. Number one, Inception.
2: Bam. All right. Okay, okay. wild
1: card coming in. Here we go. The Departed. Okay. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Titanic. Okay, ah, I got two. three. I got two. We're
2: already on three, baby.
1: Wolf of Wall Street. Ah! <laughs> Good job! I only all got right. three. You
3: know what? I'm proud of myself. I only got three. I got, I got three.
1: I'm so proud Joe of myself. I got four. Baby. got four. That's, wow. the that's,
3: got four. four. That's, that's the first time anyone got, yeah, th- no, no, got four. That's my first the first time anyone's got four. I thought you wow. nailed wow. four. No,
1: I never got four. I don't think. I don't remember getting four. Hashtag Maybe winning. I did, but that's right. That wild card really came in handy. That's right. I got three. Sure, what's eating Gilbert Grape was going to be on there, so. Good job! Wow, man, dude! Inception came out wow. ten year not uh, eight years ago.
2: I know that's crazy to think about. I feel like
1: it just came out like four years ago. I wow. know it's pretty amazing. Okay, we're gonna move on to our next segment called the Good and the Bad and the Ugly. All um, right, where we pretty much do general movie review and a couple other categories in there. We we tend to do uh, short reviews of films and talk about interesting themes. Uh, Joey, we'll start with you this time. Okay. What do you got for the Good and the Bad? All and right, everybody?
2: so I am uh, gonna walk the plank on. Um, or I walked the plank on The Equalizer 2. Okay. So, um, just because I um, – I never saw either film. Yeah. So that's kind of the thing is I actually um, – I forgot – I remember wanting to see The Equalizer, the original one. Yes. Back when it came out in theaters and we just never got to it. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of just you know floated away from my memory. Mm-hmm. And then we um, – it showed up on like Comcast On Demand or something for free yeah. um, a couple of months ago. And, and Athena and I watched it and I was like blown away. I, I thought it was so good. Um, I mean, there's, there's a kind of a popularity right now in terms of like movies where we get big actors. I guess it kind of started with taken where we get big actors to just kind of like go ham and just like murder a bunch of thugs. Right. Yes. Uh, for some just reason. Yes. Um, so, cause I mean, we had taken, we have uh, John wick, uh, we have these, um, there was one with Bruce Willis in it recently. It came out this year as well. It was kind of that similar. So yeah, there's plenty of them out there all with kind of like big actiony actors in them. Um, and then so I, I went we went and saw the second one because um, a lot of times these movies, I mean, just the idea that, like, again, they're, they're just sort of repetitive in formula. I mm-hmm. mean, the, the concept is pretty basic from, this, from the get-go. So the idea that they do a second one a lot of times is like, eh. 'Cause I mean like taken one was kinda of fun, but then you know, yes. taken two and taken three are yep. not nearly as iconic. <laughs> no, no, absolutely um, not. in any way, shape or form. Yeah. So you know, so it's just kinda of like but I love these kinds of movies. I just love going to the movie and, you know, going to a summer flick and you know, watching watching one of my favorite actors, you know, kick butt and mm-hmm. and yeah. so Actually interestingly enough I think the Equalizer movies have kind of like risen above all the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um I I really really like I thought the second one was like just as good if not better than the first one. Wow. Um <clears throat> Denzel Washington is great and they're almost I mean they almost go for um like having a, a slightly deeper message than a lot of these movies tend to. Okay. Um because he's he's almost um equalizer he's he's almost like he comes off as the punisher but not the punisher mm-hmm. and also not nearly a psychotic essentially a lot of times when he encounters people that he sort of um deems as being you know bad or, or evil he gives them the chance to do right before before you know um enacting justice to yeah, yeah, them right, right? Right, right and so a lot of times they don't sometimes they do right but it's just really kind of interesting to see because a lot of times what he's doing is he's He's this former, like, I don't know if it's, I think it's like CIA agent, or CIA agent who has been announced dead. So there's only like one other person who knows he's alive. Um, and so he just kind of like lives very simple lives, doing very simple jobs in, in communities and tries to help his community. And then generally something happens that he gets to beat up a bunch Suck of thugs back, along yeah. the way. Yeah, that's right. Um but I kind of think that to me these are almost um, I don't know Are you guys fans of the uh, the original Born trilogy? Yes, oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. So to me these are like our modern day Born movies. Okay. So like that, Man, that's like, like that's to me I think that to me that's like how good they are. Oh wow. So um so like I think these are kind of a step above the the normal like grimy flicks. They're very they're much more violent than the Born movies. Yes. Um, but they're they're good. So. Antoine yeah.
3: Fuqua uh, directed that, right? Is that I he, think I you're right. he did the first Equalizer. He did Tears of the Sun. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, Olympus is Fallen, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. did he? Okay, yeah, I gotcha. think he did the Equalizer movies, and he usually did he do both of them, home or just okay. It, I think he did, but okay. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. It seems sure like all the
1: all the Twilight aging actors are doing like one last let me beat up every bad guy. Yeah, but Denzel's yeah. Jackie, doing yeah. Jackie Chan. That's true, Jackie Chan. Yeah, Jackie that right. one was a cut yeah. above
2: too, though. Yeah. That, I mean, the Foreigner yeah. I talked about last year, but the Foreigner was certainly a cut above. That was definitely yeah. Go but it, well, it,
3: they're doing it well. But some people aren't doing it well. People like Bruce Willis and stuff. Yeah, they're not really doing yeah. like a, a well done comeback type mm-hmm. of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I will right.
3: say, like Denzel, I really loved uh, the movie Man on Fire mm-hmm. with uh, um, who's the girl in that Dakota uh, Fanning. Dakota Fanning. Yeah, that was. I remember the last time I saw him do some that type of stuff was that one, which I yeah. thought was really really good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Denzel is always seems to. He's, he's always in his element when he's like a step ahead of everybody, and he yeah. he knows what's going on. He just goes walks into a room, takes control of the situation, yep. and it makes everyone look well, like that an idiot. stands out. That stands out. That's like his claim to fame. All right, Dove, what do you got for? Uh, good yeah, um, I, I just, have a. Oh, yeah, so I would enjoying. just say that they're both absolutely worth watching. Okay, so. that's awesome. I man really I will good check good that stuff.
3: out. Sweet.
2: Yeah. All right. Because I
3: wasn't going to. I was like, eh. Oh well, another kind of beat him up. Yes, but now now he's telling. I'm gonna. I don't know. I'll I watch. think
2: there's some depth to the beat him up. Okay, well, yeah. I think it. I think it manages to kind of balance the formula well, mm-hmm. where there's still yeah. plenty of action, still plenty of of him, you know, enacting justice upon yeah, yeah, right. upon <laughs> villains. But also, there's there's also some depth there that's yeah. kind of not there in some of the other movies. Okay, that certainly wasn't there with stuff like Taken. So right, right, yeah,
3: okay. Um, I have a, a getting philosophical now. This isn't uh, on the necessarily on a movie. But it does. But I am going to bring up a point about a trailer. Okay. Okay. And the trailer is the Happy Time Murders. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. And yeah. Uh, I actually saw because sometimes the trailers actually have stuff that's like the red band type trailers, and yes. they can pop up. And uh, and yes. they had a little. It was like a one minute uh, TV spot type of a thing that was yeah. on Facebook. I man. think I know what you're talking and, about. And yep. I, I and I, I watched same, it. Same and one. Uh, and we we may have seen the same one. And uh, I just I, I felt like I had to talk about this.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure.
3: And I just had a couple of points, and uh, it was it was really sad to me because um, it is it is in a sense. I know we have this conversation about is Hollywood a reflection of society, or is Hollywood more leading society, and right. we are a reflection of it? Mm-hmm. You know, now we we've yeah. talked, we've had different
2: yes. points yeah. about absolutely. it, absolutely.
3: And um, now the fact that apparently this movie is not
2: doing well. Is is what I've read. Mm. Okay. Um, I didn't even know it had come out. It's out?
3: Well, no, it's pre screen. Oh, so so oh, there's okay, been gotcha. some paint and I was reading up a little bit and apparently but they weren't ripping it for the raunch that it is yeah. now and which yeah. I'm gonna talk about. They were kinda like well, no story type stuff, is uh-huh. they're kinda Um <laughs> and and you know, I don't it. really think Hollywood <laughs> cares. But if you were, if you're gonna um, have a reflection of society or a reflection of it, either way, it's really sad. The, yeah. the, what this trailer showed, mm-hmm. um, basically, what they can't do right now for a general audience with people, they're doing with puppets. Yeah, and and we're gonna get as raunchy and nasty as we can. Yeah. And if we're talking about the same one, I can't even mention some of the stuff that they were doing. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah, yeah no, you know, no, on I guess, this,
3: yeah. I can't. It's just, it was just so bad. Yeah, and uh, and I'm like, who in the world? And so I looked up who made this. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um Brian Henson,
2: the son of Jim oh, Henson. No. And I'm sitting there going, this Wait, is I'm confused. This. What do you mean? He allowed the puppets, made the puppets, or he doesn't do it. Well he's movies. a puppeteer. Yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, they do. Jim Henson as as Jim Henson's role with the Muppets mm. is Brian Henson's role with this. Hmm. Okay, and Brian Brian Henson is is taking over the reins too, even in the Muppets world yeah, yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. This is Jim Henson's son. Yeah. Okay, and I could not help but think, I was like, wow, how how much we grew up and loved the Muppets.
1: Yeah, Yeah, right. You know,
3: and how awesome they were and like all their characters and how
1: great. And You didn't have to worry about anything when you watched no, it. No, yeah, absolutely. And,
3: and uh, it's like watching a Disney film, or even better sometimes. Yeah, you yeah know, the absolutely. Songs were great. The puppeteering was awesome. I was awesome. going
2: to the, say generally better, in my opinion. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's, I, there's, I mean, see, come the, on. The, the, I the interaction the Muppets, with so.
3: real humans, how they can pull that off. Yeah, yeah right. Pretty phenomenal yeah. stuff. Yes, and Muppet thanks, Christmas Carols. And I still couldn't help it. And my favorite,
1: Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. So good. That's true, too. Yeah, both are like all time favorites. of Yeah.
3: And so I was kind of lamenting I was just like where well, we're gonna we're gonna ruin puppeteer. we're gonna ruin Muppets now not yeah, the Muppets are. themselves, but that's where that's this next. is next yeah, yeah yeah and it was just really sad you know and and uh, and um, so the apple I guess does fall far from the tree you know from Jim yeah. to Brian in one generation and, and where this has come to and uh, and so I just wanted to say like getting philosophical with it as Christians and as believers we need to absolutely stay away from and there is a line where you don't go see stuff.
2: Yeah, don't support it. Don't I mean, support pay, it paying, at all. Paying for it is supporting it. So
3: Yeah, and and uh movies like this that are just completely perverted in every way. Yeah. Yes. N- no matter how funny they may seem and yeah. we've 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 had conversations with Christians all the time that will eat have no problem going to see these things. Mm. Yeah. No problem at all and go and laugh and be that is being just like the world. Yeah. You yeah. know and and yeah in our conversations at work, you know, they, they laugh at these movies. They Mm. think they're hilarious.
2: Well, Um, I mean, this is, I mean, this even goes back to something like Game of Thrones too, right? Like I can't tell you, I can't tell you how many professing Christians I've met who are adamant. uh, Look, I can
1: understand people watching Game of Thrones in their own houses and, and, you know, letting, you know, and, you know, letting them decide, you know, how much of it they want to watch. But like, Going around and blasting it to everybody. Yeah, I watch Game of Thrones. Yeah. I just don't care what anybody yeah. thinks about yeah. well, about dude, that. I, I'm it's su- like, wow, yeah. dude. You know that that's not something we'll
3: from be what I've heard about. Like, I'm surprised that that even secular people like it, dude. The, yeah. they have everything there. They have incest. Mm-hmm. They have pedophilia, homosexuality. They've got it all, mm-hmm. and they show it all. And rape, yeah, rape, yeah, and everything. Rape. They've got it all in there, and they show it. Torture. I mean, if you think like, if I could think of a modern day cut loose got everything in it that these people can think of it would mm-hmm. probably be Game of Thrones mm-hmm. this revealed something to me too yeah. you know how far they're willing to go and the language they're willing to, the way they talk everything. you're talking about happy uh, time happy time murders. happy time happy
2: time it's not even I feel like I feel like there's almost like no boundaries when it comes to language yeah. Um, I mean, in movies today, period. I mean, you can have regular people say whatever they want. Uh, I mean, there are plenty of movies that prove that to us on a regular basis. But, but the the sort of like explicit sexuality involved, especially with Muppets or, or not Muppets, like, well, kind of puppets. Right. But yeah, yeah, just like is is pretty is pretty ridiculous. And so, I, I wouldn't yeah.
1: be surprised if they've been waiting a long time to do this.
2: Well, I mean, to be fair, I mean they've experimented with aspects of it too. There have been TV. There have been TV shows that have had Muppets, air, not Muppets again, sorry, puppets, puppets involved um, with them that have gone that have gone the explicit route as well. It's just never been as mainstream mm. a publication or er, uh, a production as this um, as this has. So. Yeah, and it's got um, big
3: names to it. I mean, Melissa McCarthy is a
2: big name. You
3: yeah. Know, well, yeah, yes and no. I mean, Melissa she, she quickly become
1: a B-list actor. I was
2: gonna say she's she she like stars in every kind of bad you know bad, poorly written comedy that exists. Right. Exactly. Uh, like, you know, <laughs> she, she, so, yeah. She's. You um, know. You know. you know who, I think you know who that. I think she's was, funny, uh, and I actually think she's funny. But, I think so too. But I think the mo- she takes on all these dumb movies that like have terrible writing. I know, that. but you know
1: who? You know that happened to it really ruined her career it was Katherine Heigl.
2: She oh, yeah, she took gotcha. on
1: every single chick flick role that came her yeah, way. Yeah. And by the time the, sm- yeah. the dust settled, she had no career left because she, she no was career left. But she was but cast. She,
2: I mean, she, well, sure. Yeah. But is she? I mean, is she rolling in the dough? I mean, I guess there's a. I don't know. <laughs> for that. I don't know. <laughs> I, but know that, I, I remember know reading that, an article I know that where Melissa McCarthy has plenty of kids, and you know, probably maybe she's just doing it to. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember mm-hmm. reading an article about Katherine Heigl, and yeah. like, I think it was her lamenting the fact that she took every chick flick role. She wasn't like picky and choosy about it. Like every single one that that came her way she just took it yeah yeah and so, so the
3: whole point is that i'm done uh if you're a professing christian out there you have to you, don't go to any any and i wouldn't even say this even probably five ten years ago but now you need to completely stay away from any rated r comedies at yeah. this point yeah they're all pirate terrible and they're all it's, raunch you have true. to you have to we're the only ones that will, will at this point in society we'll stay away from that stuff and most of most of christians are going mm-hmm that it absolutely needs to stop at this point and just say abs no way don't even see it don't rent it don't don't even give your kids a hint that you're even going to see this thing Mm -hmm. it is it is beyond it's almost like just being okay right with something like as bad as porn or something at this point it really is well
1: that's a a good call to action um and uh you know i think i think i want to add to that that um in uh, Titus 1, 15, I can't believe it's taken me, take me this long to realize the value of this verse. It says this, especially with, you know, guys who work among Christians. It says, uh, To the pure, all things are pure, but to the defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. But both their minds and their consciences are defiled. And when I read that recently, I was like, this makes so much sense. Like, mm-hmm. you know, working with people who, who, especially, you know, you know, disrespectful teenagers who you can't have a conversation with, they have to turn everything into a sexual it's joke. Bad. They find a reason to turn everything into something dirty. And this verse explains right there to the pure all things are pure. Like you're not thinking about that. You're an mm-hmm. infant in wickedness. You, you you don't even know. It doesn't even enter your mind. But to the, the people who are so perverse, they have to take something that is pure, like the Muppets, and they have to pervert it. This is mm. who they are.
2: Yeah. And I mean, and point- I I'd also like to. I mean, I'd also like to point out too um, that that there. It's it's kind of interesting to watch the way humor and comedy have, has gone as as well. Because um, I mean, the thing that was so interesting about the Muppets and so funny about the Muppets was that they would take they would take clever, like, really cleverly written, um, like, wit and humor and put it into the mouths of Muppets. So, like, Muppets saying something, like, really funny, making, like, a funny observation, kind of, like, more high intellect humor.
3: And their funny Um, voices. Yeah,
2: and their funny voices (laughs) and stuff like that. That's, like, what made them funny. And so, like, we've descended, I feel like, whether it's Muppets or not. uh, Muppets. Whether it's puppets or not. Sorry. Um, um, Like, whether it's puppets or not. I mean, you can even look at something like Deadpool, Like we've like it, they just descend into like that. Raunchy humor is not clever, like it's not funny. Anybody can do it, and I understand that. I guess yeah. I guess for a lot of people, they can relate to the raunchy humor, which I mean, the the whole point of any movie, I guess, is to sell, right? So they're thinking that if they appeal to the to the masses, um, then that works. I mean, even Shakespeare did that. I mean, the amount of the amount of uh, hidden um, inappropriate jokes in Shakespeare is crazy. But uh, but either way, so it's just I don't know. I, I always kind of lament the the death of, of cleverness and wit, um, because it kind of dies when, when we realize we yes. can just be lazy and and, not, yeah. and if we make fart jokes and sex jokes and all types of stuff that like yeah. you know that's uh, yeah like that's right. you know we can just do that instead and, and you know we don't right. have to we it's don't actually have to write anything clever. Or interesting, I mean a,
1: a, a celebration of the wit. Uh, was definitely Monty Python Flying mm-hmm. Circus. It was a celebration yeah, of everything. I mean, uh, th- I mean, not always, but mostly yeah. they stayed away from what was raunchy yeah. and that which was, and, and they even delved into slapstick. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but it was a celebration of of the British style of comedy, which was the wit. Yeah, you know, which was you know incredible yeah. if you think about it. Yeah, but even that I think is going by the wayside. Yeah, we've lost a lot of that. Even right. they they are too. Uh, they're racist now because. It's just a bunch of white old old white men. Yeah, no. I know. So um, okay, uh, for my uh, I, I have two things I want to talk about. First off, I, I I came across a song that I think is a great song for a trailer. Fantastic. Okay, okay awesome. so, so have a we listen. haven't done one of these in a while. Yeah, yeah we haven't let's done do one of these in a while. So here's the, here it is, right? Just just the first part, really. Okay, here it is. The name of the song is called "The Parting Glass" by Peter Hollins and The Hound and the Fox. Oh,
4: oh. dare I've had I spent it in good company and all the harm that dare I've done alas it was to none but me and all I've done Love with.
1: Can't you just imagine, like, that being, like, you know, like, probably the end of the trailer? Oh, I was even thinking the beginning. The the opening of
2: of a good Robin Hood trailer or something? Yeah, or something. Uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, or something probably like a Charles Dickens film. Like, maybe Great Expectations. You know, uh, I was thinking Great Expectations would be a great trailer trailer. song you know like maybe maybe you have like the stereotypical opening for a trailer and then like you know uh you hit like a big part and all of a sudden everything dies out and this song comes in and then mm. you just see the characters and mm. you just start thinking about the idea of great expectations and they're mm. interacting and every now and then you have somebody cool say something in between you know i yeah, I, I was absolutely. listening to that, i was like i keep listening to over i'm like this is a great Song for a trailer. Yeah. Someone needs to grab this and put it into a trailer. Yeah. So that's no, that's, that's the first one. Um, it, was an, it was a cool song. Yeah. Hey man,
2: the, you have some uh, you have some movie editing software now, don't you? Yes, I do. Put it into your own trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, trailer about what? My I'm, house? No. That no, that no. Stupid whatever fact. Your own, I'm not I'm not know, whatever. Make your the your own music trailer. Gives you. I'm saying take a favorite oh. movie that you really like that you think oh, would match yeah. with it, and well, you know. Up at Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I put him up a Christmas Carol. Or Pride and uh, Prejudice or I don't know, something. Yeah, Pride something and Prejudice. Cool, yeah, yeah. something, yeah. something something cool. along that alley Something like,
3: colonial, you guys, like yeah. that yeah. was what you're envisioning?
1: Yeah, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, or maybe like um Industrial Revolution like I said mm. Charles Dickens. Yeah. You know, if someone made a film like that. That that would be I think it would be a perfect song uh, to put in into the trailer. Nice. You know, um yeah. you know they end it they with good night and joy be to you all and someone's like great expectations. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait that's it a that's a, a, it yeah, it titles, except it a title except for that's a very that's like a very like 90s early 2000s way to do a trailer and again lost right. art. Come, come on, talk about talk lost about talk on, about baby. lost Arts. Right. I'm, I'm yeah.
3: not missing that one too much, but yeah yeah. That, oh, okay. That's when the title would come up on their black screen. Yes. And the title. Of the yes. I just right, remember right.
2: popping in a VHS and all the trailers, <laughs> and, all the trailers being like that. <laughs> and just being oh the nostalgia is killing me now.
1: Kevin McCallister. I mean, yeah, Kevin McAllister was great an ordinary ex- boy.
2: That's a right. right. great expectation. Um,
3: like, oh, ca- you know what I kind of miss? <laughs> the thrill of the trailer at a movie theater. Because now you get it on your phone. Uh, we would always get there early to watch yeah, the trailers, and yes. you
2: didn't know what they were going to be. Yeah, speaking yeah. of talking about Mission Impossible, I was legitimately, I, again, like when Athena Athena and I had um movie pass, because like we were going to see so many movies, Mission Impossible trailer was in every movie. Uh, and so that like one trailer. And so at by the like... By June, I was quoting that trailer every time we'd go to see a movie. I would say the quote right before it happened. I could quote the entire trailer; It was oh, ridiculous. Wow, I was like, I was like, I'm so sick of this trailer. I was like, I'm so hyped for this movie, but I'm so sick of
1: this trailer. Right. Wow. The, the well, you know, I went to see a movie with Yara. This is the second thing I want to talk about. The, okay. I went to see a movie with Yara, um, a couple a couple days ago, uh, and it, this movie started at twenty after nine, and I mean, that's what it said on the clock. Twenty after nine is when the movie starts. Nine forty rolls rolls around, yep. and we just finished the last preview. Yep, mm-hmm. because now it's starting to toss those stupid commercials in there, and yeah, and it oh. was just it took a while, but I was like, dang man, twenty minutes of previews? Yeah, I'm not going to complain, but it's just like wow, you know. Yeah, twenty twenty five. is like right. The average right. now. Yeah. And so the movie we went to see was The Meg. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Jason Statham. <laughs> I never talk. I just whisper. <laughs> uh i went to we went to go see that um you know shark flick blockbuster fl- uh shark flick uh summer i guess towards the end of the summer rain wilson rain wilson um and what was the name of the girl I've, like I've missed Ping him or something like that. yeah yeah she was good everyone was good they there i felt like this was another movie with an identity problem um it was okay. half it, I felt like it needed to have sci-fi elements in there. One thing I missed uh, one thing I missed in my list about everything something that's in every sci-fi film yeah. was the discovery. I miss the discovery. They always mm. discover something, and there's this little mini celebration of, "Oh wow, we are billions of years old!" Oh wow, there really were aliens that make it. Yeah. Oh wow, we found this lost place that we were looking for. They really do discover something amazing. Yeah. And then it just everything goes to you know yeah. hell in a handbasket. Mm-hmm. Right. You know that, that that's that almost happens every single time when you're on a sci-fi mission. You do discover the thing you're looking for, but then you realize you bite, you bit off more than you can chew. Yeah. Uh, so th- this one, you know, they 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 go. What happens is they they pretty much discuss. They think uh, that uh, a cloud of, I guess, it's methane or some sort of gases. Are forming a floor. What they thought was the floor to the Marianas Trench, or mm. whatever it is called and nowadays. They said, "Oh, we think this is the floor, but we actually think everyone thought this was the the floor of the ocean. But if you go down, it's just gas. There's actually more underneath. Yeah. So they go down. They go oh, further. That's terrifying. Yeah, and so they go down. They're like, "Hey, you know, there's a whole other a whole other world down here. And that's where they've discovered, you know, these huge the uh, megalodon. Yeah, yeah. The, these megalodons, right? And well, they find uh,
2: multiple ones and one gets out. Is that the idea? Well, or?
1: spoilers, spoilers here. Um, oh, sorry. You know, uh, <laughs> the, the thing is, you know, they, they do, I mean, one gets out, starts wreaking havoc, you know, one by one. They well, start People knew out.
2: that the Meg was that one Meg was going to get out. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. People knew that trailer.
1: Yeah. People knew that, but right. you know, um, you know, and that starts and it's typical, you know, one, one, one after another. And they, they do some interesting things with, um, they didn't really get into the science behind it. I wish they would have gotten to the science behind it, mm-hmm. like uh, how, like for example, how long was how was this thing able to live down there yeah. for so long? How mm-hmm. were they able to do this? Um, you know, they they didn't really delve into why the shark just seemed to attack anything that was man-made. It just yeah. like if it was man-made, I'm just gonna chew it up to pieces mm-hmm. for no reason. Mm-hmm. And also, I just keep eating and I never stop. I mm-hmm. just eat everything and everyone. And you know, I, you know, Jaws. There was at least some sort of animal like behavior in there. Yeah. When you watch it, you're like, okay, this is a shark's acting like a shark. This yeah. is probably what a shark would do. Yeah. You know, and, and and they add a little bit of magic just to mess with you. Maybe that shark knows more than than yeah. I think it does. It's a little too smart, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this one was just like, okay, this is obviously outrageous that yeah. this shark is doing all this stuff, you know, it just seems to eat these tiny little human morsels, you know, and there's mm-hmm. just jot down eating a whale. And it's like, okay, all right, all right. That's that's a little unrealistic. But they didn't talk about <laughs> that. They just they just <laughs> assumed it was gonna eat. To everybody and everything, yeah. And I was like, I wish we got a little more science involved there. Um, hmm. and uh, you know, it wasn't really so. I mean, they you know, there was another shark, you know, as they caught the big one, uh, the other one comes out of the water, jumps onto the boat, and pretty much grabs the other one and eats it. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, there's another one, but then the bigger they, fish, yeah, yeah, the bigger it was a bigger bagel than none. and <laughs> um. They weren't like. (laughs) Wait,
2: wait, wait, can we talk about why why every movie is doing this now? Did you guys see the Predator trailer?
3: Oh, that's right. There's a giant Predator predator. who
2: grabs the regular Predator and smashes him onto the car, (laughs) and he's like,
1: (laughs) Um, "Well, that's what they're doing."
2: Like that's such a cheesy way to go out. Oh, you thought this
1: one was dangerous? Yeah. Here's another one, and it's bigger. (laughs) That's not a shock, mate. Deez is a shark. Dude, yeah. that uh,
3: movie's going to make so much money. Yeah. You think? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I, are there yeah. a lot of I, think, I think everybody's going to go see that. Oh, there
2: are a lot of Predator fans who are not happy. So, from yeah. what I've seen.
3: Those so. are just the, the whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are you excited? No.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> I'm actually, well, I shouldn't say no. I,
3: yeah. I, I,
1: Sorry, we got off track anyway. Yeah, well, it's okay. Um, I just it just
2: made me think of that. Yeah, well, I mean Jurassic the, the, Park Jurassic Park must be the culprit.
1: they they tried to add some depth Jurassic to Girls. their characters, yeah, but the the mojo between Jason Statham and the lead Chinese girl was not that well wasn't like I wasn't super impressed. Yeah. By it, you know, um and, and for some reason, the girl there's a girl in a submarine, and the first scene is a submarine, you know, getting attacked by the shark. Yeah. And, and Jason Statham's the only one in the world that can go down and get it, you yeah. know, but he's a Mr. Troubled Past and, you know, yeah. psychotic tendencies, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, perfect American hero, even though he's British. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, he's, uh, they uh, call him up and he's the only one getting, you know, getting him to the chopper. And then they, you know, they bring him over and like, oh, you can do this. And he goes down there and it, it's his ex-wife who's down in the uh, mm-hmm. submarine. Mm-hmm. And she can die. Well, 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 he saves her. He saves her, right? <laughs> and, then they, and then they all go back up. But then he develops a relationship with this Chinese chick. Mm-hmm. And um, then, you know, at the end, the, the him and the Chinese chick end up together. And I'm like, why did you make her your ex-wife? What does that have to do with anything? Yeah, yeah. It was just right. a weird thing. Like, yeah, why is right. this in here? You know, yeah. you, you know. usually in a movie when it's ex-wife, like you get back together yeah. with them. Yeah. Like, maybe, you didn't twist her. Yeah,
2: yeah. Maybe to establish how good of a guy he was. Yeah. <laughs> Same Most as people ex-wife. would have been like, oh, my ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> she could stay down with the belly of the beast. Oh, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, in this day and age, exactly right. Wow. But. You know, it, it was uh, you know, give it five out of ten. That yeah. film. or yeah.
2: maybe, or maybe with the divorce rate these days, they're just thinking that you know everyone's got a got you know several ex-wives just floating. That, that's around, you know. floating <laughs> around. That's right at the bottom of the Mariana Trench. Right.
1: You know, uh, so it, it was. It, it I mean, it's better than Deep Blue. Deep Blue Sea, if you ask me. Deep uh, Blue Sea. Was yeah, that, I remember that uh, movie. Was that the Jessica
3: yeah. Alba one? No, no, that was the uh, Tom James. That was
1: Open that. Water, I think. Yeah. Oh, uh, Deep Blue Sea. Was, was actually Samuel Jackson. Yeah, he was in that. Oh. Dies yeah, randomly. Spoiled. Oh, her.
3: oh, uh, 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 LL Cool J was in that.
1: He was the cook. Yes. Yes. Yeah. LL cool J. Yeah, that was that was a decent flick. I mean, well, this was probably about and as Tom good as that Gene, one, Deep Blue Sea. Played the Punisher. Yeah. yeah. This, that that was a that who? was a decent flick. Tom. Oh Jane. right right right. Got it. So uh yeah uh again that's it's a good uh, Redbox it's a good Redbox rental sure so.
2: I'm definitely afraid of sharks, uh, and yep. so is Athena. So this did not make not me any more it.
1: afraid of sharks. That's the thing. Yeah, because I mean, it was so unrealistic. We'll probably skip. Right, a... right. <laughs> it was cool. You know, one thing. One thing. The idea one thing that there's a massive shark cool. down in the Marianas
3: Trench.
2: I mean, the the idea that there's like a floor in the Marianas Trench, and then there's not, is a pretty dope sci-fi right. concept. It, it, yeah, yeah. But right, uh, uh right. but the idea that there's a giant shark down there, I'll pass. yeah on and that
1: that's one. a good observation because that really is a good concept. Yeah, it's like it's like I'd love to see more of that. Yeah, like you know, in Done man.
3: Yeah, like what was that one with what's his, it Richard Harris like yeah. the, the abyss? Yeah, oh yeah, the
1: yeah. abyss. And, and
3: on the cover of it, it just shows this one guy and it looks like an astronaut type costume. Yeah, and he's just way down. And it's just one light. Yeah, yeah. Like, that is so sci-fi. Yeah, I love yes, it.
2: I know it'd be really cool if they did like a good sci-fi movie based off that concept that wasn't that oh. wasn't also trying to be a blockbuster. Exactly. Yes. So. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Um, yeah so uh, again, it, it was cool to watch a big shark swim around. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was cool. Yeah, but. You know, uh, and and it held my attention, and it yeah. was you know it was fun, but yeah. just I mean, what did you bring to the table that was new? Nothing really. Yeah. So, that's that's uh, my contribution to the good and the bad and the ugly. Now, moving on to something that I have been waiting a long time to talk about. <laughs> I am so excited! Oh my goodness! Can you oh, tell you liked it? I I, I, I feel like um, uh, the scarecrow when they handed him his brain. Oh joy, rapture! <laughs> I was so happy uh, to talk about Mission Impossible. Fall Fallout. Fallout. Fallout, nice. yeah. Mission Impossible, Fallout. Mission Impossible 6. Yes, Mission Impossible, which is MI6.
2: Yep. Ooh, uh-huh. MI6. Oh, um,
1: so uh, So <laughs> just uh, wonderful. I mean, well, um, we'll get into what it was, but it's pretty much uh, Tom Cruise's sixth installment, also with uh, Ving Rhames, surprisingly, yep. still yep. long for the ride. Still in it, yeah. Yeah, I, I was... Um, Him and um, Benji. Uh, uh, yeah, um, uh, what's his name?
2: I love this actor. Simon Pegg. Simon there Pegg, there you thank you. Yeah, Simon, Simon Pegg's Pegg. been in it for four. Simon Pegg's been in it since Mission Impossible 3. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I know. A lot of people think he he came in on a, I thought
1: he came in on a fourth. the fourth one. No, yeah. he
2: came in on the third, actually. Okay. He's the only reoccurring
1: guy other than Ving Rhames from, than Ving from the original okay. series. Okay. Dove, let's hear your thoughts about Mission Impossible 4. five Or six. I, <laughs> sorry. Not Mission Impossible <laughs> 6.
2: Says, I felt count. like,
3: you know what's funny? Uh, you remember the, that, that red-haired kid that, that got interviewed by uh, by the news? That said apparently all the time?
2: Yeah. You remember mm-hmm. that kid? Yeah.
3: The first thing I came out of his out with was, well, it was great, and that's what came to my mind. Just oh, now. really? <laughs> What's your, your thoughts on Mission Possible? Well, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. That was the first thing that popped into my head. <laughs> and that's all he's got. Uh, yeah. And
1: apparently, no. No, it's not all he got. I really enjoyed it a lot. It was, yeah. it was. Um, uh, can, and, I, can I read the plot real quick? Uh, Just for the listeners, Ethan Hunt and his IMF team, uh, along with some familiar allies, race against time after a mission gone wrong. I'm sorry, that's all of the Mission Impossible's. but go ahead.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked... I liked a couple of things. I guess maybe a little bit. They did a lot of stuff that was the same as the other Mission Apostles, but they did some things that were different. They always yeah. do new stunts. Yes. I, and and Tom Cruise, man. Chris, know, maybe maybe that's, know, that's a Tom Cruise is an iconic know, maybe, guy that you could take up against Leo as far as iconic. Maybe That's true, maybe. But, man. But that's um, true. He's in he's, a lot of iconic stuff.
2: You guys, you guys know he's still doing his own stunts, right? Yeah. Like oh really? He does all well, his is, own stunts. Well, this really? is why. Yeah. I, I was yeah. like, I was just reading up on that. Like, we watched the fifth one before we watched the sixth one, and like, but like, apparently, like that thing where he's hanging. From the uh, he's hanging from the the line on the helicopter in the mm-hmm. sixth movie, right? Mm-hmm. In this in, in Fallout, like apparently that's him. Like that's not a stunt double. Yeah. Devil. Well, and apparently, and the like stunt, that's like why he loves to do these. Is he like does all his own stunts? They probably give him and a bigger.
3: I think they probably give him a lot of free reign too. To well, he produces stuff. them now. Right. So yeah. Right. So and that whole <laughs> he's you know what decisions. I thought was a really amazing stunt was in the the fifth one. Um, going back, but when he's on the side of that plane and it takes apparently off,
2: that apparently that was him too. Apparently that's I, yeah, like well him, clearly yeah. you can tell yeah.
3: you know, and, and yeah. so and this is that's why I crazy. want to say pro- major props to Tom Cruise for putting in the work to do the stunts and all these things and yeah. the things that look really real. I, I think that the sky the uh, the um, halo jump. Yeah. Scene was a really, really strong. Yeah, I know. It was that was a really good one? Yeah, with a really good finish at yeah. the end. How he saves him. Yeah. And Henry Cavill comes in on the other parachute. Like, like, look at me. I'm the man. Yeah. You yeah. know, it just yeah, I, yes. I, thought that that was well, very well done, and it was well, one it's, continuous it's, shot. It didn't change. Yeah. It was one continuous shot that followed them the entire way yeah. down. No, yeah. And that's impressive. And, um, but I thought, uh, I really appreciate the fact that there's no junk in it. Okay, you know, yeah. There's yeah. no crap and junk. Yeah. There was just just it was clean. It was a yes. clean yes uh, movie, yes. which I which I appreciate. Yes. I really yeah. like that about it. Mm-hmm. I like the fact, um, uh, be, you know, being a little bit different than other Mission Impossibles, they had that one uh, Asian guy that was in there, and him and Henry Cavill were just trying to take this guy yes. out. Yeah. I kind of like the fact that they kind of weren't a match for this guy. He was like. Right. He he was a match for them, and so and there was a yeah, and I and there was this one part where Ethan Hunt was like the other Henry Carroll's fighting this guy on his own, and he just is kind of back there like taking a break. Yeah, you know he's got he's like on one knee and he's just kind of like. Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "That was neat." I, I yeah. thought yeah, that was, was a that, cool that thing and... fight
2: scene was one of the coolest fight scenes we've seen in a while on on yes. on, uh, on yeah. cinema on a movie screen. I think, and yes. it looked it's it, so visceral. It's like yes. such so a it's, it's, it's such a gnarly. Well, there's,
3: it's rare to have uh, fight scenes that are stylized mm-hmm. and pack a punch where it's real where yeah. you feel the hitting yeah. you know where yeah. it's like it's vicious yeah but it's stylized at yeah. the same time and that that had a good combination like when he took off and just put like through the dude through the mirror yeah. there yeah like you feel
2: that stuff. oh yeah i know you know and that's when henry and when, henry, and when henry cavill takes his jacket off and he does that thing where he shifts his arms right yes, through yeah, right. yeah, yeah, the yeah. pop of his muscles yeah 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 oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i
3: was oh he's doing the he's that doing was, the pop in the muscles yeah, thing yeah, right now but uh, I appreciate those I little things so cool. about the new one. Other than that, you know, it's very entertaining. I thought the plot was, was fun and is a very fun thing and, and fun in a much better way than Jurassic World was fun, <laughs> quote unquote. Like, yeah. this was for real. It was fun to watch. It was fun to be a part of it. Uh, it was fun watching Ethan Hunt do Ethan Hunt things like just run, you know? Yeah, yeah that's he, true. Yeah. He, he's one of the rare persons, Tom Cruise, that does a lot of running. It yeah. was also in. Um, War of the Worlds where's a continuous shot of the tripod that hit the bottom or whatever. And it's just yeah. a shot of him booking it away from this thing. Yeah. And you get a thrill out of it for yeah. some weird reason. Yeah. And so um, – but those are some things that he did in other movies. But those are some of the little things I appreciate about well, it. Well, I think right. it was I mean, solid solid eight, that- nine out of ten. Yeah, okay. I love I thought it was yeah. great. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Joey? Yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, I think we're gonna be on a. I think we're all on a good consensus yeah. uh, with yes. this movie because I, I kind of had the the same yes. experience I almost saw with you guys, and then we saw it a couple of yeah. days later. And yeah, I I mean, I was, I, I mean, I to me it's st- it's kind of the I almost want to say standout blockbuster of the summer, but I guess we also had um, Infinity War, didn't we? So uh, that's true. So, so yeah, so but those, but that's saying yeah. a lot, right there. I know it but is. It is saying a lot. What you just said is incredible. It is saying a lot. This one, I really, I thought like. It was really interesting to me because I almost think it it kind of kept the core of what the the new trilogy because 4, 5, and 6 have been – kept some things from the original trilogy but also really updated them for for modern filmmaking. And so so these new ones – so I feel like that core was there, but they also had some really kind of fun references to like the original trilogy while also doing some new things. And so I thought it was a really nice mix of stuff. Um, There were some almost like Christopher Nolan – aspects of the movie that I really liked that scene where they explain that he's going to have to lead a team that is going to cut off um, all those police who are um who have the main villain, yes, right? But right. he's gonna have to d- and that whole that whole scene where it just cuts right there and he's you know he imagines himself having yeah yes. he imagines himself having to having to you know kill police officers, right? Right. Um you know right. but then it's all but it's it's not real, right? It's just him imagining it. That was that was very Christopher Nolan esque in the way like mm, it reminded me yeah. very much of like the Dark Knight, the way that scene was done. Yes. But the that other did, thing yeah, too the other thing too is is that yeah. is that all the movies have always been like I remember in the fifth one, you know, he he asked Benji he says, like you know, do you see Benji? So this whole thing about Ethan Hunt is that he can—he's always supposed to be like several steps ahead because he can see the way things are going to turn out based on what he does, right? Yes. Um. And so and so, like it was, but they're always like you know they give you. Verbal confirmation that that's the, what that character is in so many of the other movies But in this one we actually had like like visual confirmation, right? Yes, we right, go into this yes. full scene right. where he's able to kind of like picture and dictate if this happens then this happens and suddenly kind I'm like stuck a, having to shoot a,
1: a cop like a mind palace. Yeah, again, exactly. Yeah, exactly sherlock Like holmes. a sherlock holmes yeah.
2: mind palace right, type right. thing. And so he realizes that if he goes through with this the way they're talking about it that he can't just be undercover. He can't just stay undercover in a way that's that's convincing because, you know, he's gonna have to shoot a cop and right. obviously that's not a line he's gonna cross. Right. So, um so it was very visceral. Plus you don't even know he's thinking about it at first. So right. suddenly you're like, yes. Okay, what's happening here? Right, you know. right, right. So there was there was a lot of like so the, some of that stuff was kind of new to the series, which yes. I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. A really nice addition. While also, you know, like them disarming bombs at the end and stuff like that was kind of very very old Mission Impossible, very yeah. very like very like um like core Mission Impossible, so I really liked. Uh, like I said, I really liked the movie. Um, I thought. So I guess I should. Well, I guess we should say here. Um, spoiler alert, um, for those who have not seen the movie, um, I don't. I thought he did a good job, but I don't love Henry Cavill as a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I just like. I thought it was a fun twist on a lot of the roles that Henry Cavill has played up until this point because yes. he generally plays the really like strong, like, I mean, again, he's our Superman. So yeah. he generally plays yeah. the very strong, brave, like valiant hero. And he's, it goes all and, the way back
1: to Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah, right. Exactly. And he, and he yeah. comes
2: off that way at the beginning of the movie and then you find out that he's kind of the villain. So that was a fun twist for sure. Um, I just don't, I don't love him as the villain. Like yeah. I just like, I don't know. It's it's just like it's not a role that I would probably want to continue to see him. Yeah, play. Yeah,
1: he, he wasn't exactly the most multi-dimensional character. No, I've for ever sure. Seen not a great villain. Yeah, yeah like for what sure. you're saying. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's so true. I definitely think I mean I don't and I don't necessarily even think that that was his fault, but I just think right. I think I I think there is a certain type of role that he really works in, and they wanted to flip that on its head. Like right. they wanted you. And I mean, right. it was convincing, and it's I think it's really fun because again during that like Halo drop scene that like. You know, essentially, he saves the guy who's going to cause him all the trouble for the rest of the movie. I mm. thought that was a really, I thought that was some really clever writing, um, right? And, you know, that he seems like he's this straight guy who's just really confident in himself, and he's kind of this annoying side character who right. then turns yeah. out to be the villain. But right. like, you know, if Tom Cruise had just like not been able to save him and he'd fall into his death, like you know, there goes the whole movie. Yeah. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so, you know, so yeah, it's just it's just kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I, so yeah, I, I mean, I again, I thought it was fun because I mean they. They definitely, like, especially with him playing Superman, they definitely wanted to play on that idea, which is why they made the character very similar to, like, the way he plays. They were, like, they were probably, like, okay, for the first half of this movie, act like you're playing Superman. Right. But, like, a little bit more stuck
1: up. Now, and now then, yeah. this is the role in which he had to have the mustache for him. It is, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, What, this they is is the that, ro- what do they call it? Stashgate? Everything yeah, Stashgate. <laughs> they, well, <laughs> apparently
2: it's, like, 30. Apparently, like, it cost Warner Bros., like, $30 million yeah, or bad. something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. I know. I but the thing is, the thing is, I mean, again, this still comes back to Warner Bros. Uh, that being Warner Bros. fault, like that whole thing with Superman being Warner Bros. fault, because effectively they wanted to do that. I guess like the one of the producers said, fine, he could shave it. Like we'll wait, and then I guess, I guess at the top, somebody from Mission Fall, yeah. Mission Impossible, was like, no, yeah, and so, but like Warner Bros. so. So bent on getting this movie out yeah. that they like, they could have just waited for Henry Cavill to finish shooting Mission Impossible and then gone and done their reshoots with him shaved. Right, right. But they weren't willing to do that, and it's just like. And now we have stash gate. And now we have stash gate. Yep. Um, yeah, and a <laughs> footnote know.
1: in the annals of history. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's, that's right. ridiculous. But yes, yeah, so yeah,
2: this was the mustache. And I guess they I guess and from what I from what one of the producers said, I believe, is that the reason they wanted him to have that stash was because his character they thought his character was so Similar to like Superman at the beginning. Like, again, he's kind of being this like very seemingly valiant, strong like yes. character, right? Yeah. So they wanted a way for you to differentiate the two before he kind of turned, right? Hmm, right. So, um, interesting. Well, yeah, that's what they said. He's a but, yeah. big dude. Huh? A dude he, he, is is large big. he is. He like, is. That's when, what I said, when You that... see
3: him with these scenes with these other people and you're like, you're like a freaking giant, dude. Yeah. You're so <laughs> <I know>. big. That's <laughs> pretty cool.
2: It's a massive individual. I know. Individual. <laughs> it is a ma- he is it a massive is. individual. But yeah, I mean, other than that, um, I enjoyed. I think I enjoyed just. I mean, uh, they're always. You know, I mean, the whole concept of Mission Possible is that like, you know, everything is right, right on the line, right. Yes, uh, everything's about to blow up, and then yeah, it yeah. doesn't. You know. Yes. But but I I think I think though as they progress, they've become a little bit more visceral, kind of like we were talking about with that um, with the fight scene, mm-hmm. and so that scene at the end with Tom Cruise and Henry Cavill too. Is and even um, the scene with um, Rebecca Ferguson and yep. the um, and the, the other guy, guy there, and, yeah. and, and and Benji, yeah, yeah. The, who this, I like, the, I really like Rebecca. So she's yeah. you know, a
3: really nice face. I don't know, just
2: yeah, like, I thought she, I thought she was great in the yeah. fifth one. I was really really happy they brought her back. Yeah. Yeah. Since recurring female characters don't seem to happen a lot in these kind of movies, I was really happy That's they brought true. her back. I thought she was That's great. True. I thought she was great in both. And so, but like that fights, those two fight scenes, which are kind of back to back. Again, like you know, the whole the whole oh there are nukes on the line, everybody's going to blow up if we don't disarm these is very very Hollywood. We've seen it a million times before. But the the you felt like it was on the line because the characters that you really like, like there was there was really like visual like visceral kind of violence and 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 you know there were people on the line there. So I thought they did that well. So in terms of in terms of being able to do something that's already been done before, but do it. Just as well, or if not better, is I mean, it's kind of like where they nailed this movie in a lot of ways. Yes, so, yeah, yes. So, and I, I mean, I've all I've also never I've also always considered the Mission Impossible movies a step below the, uh, the I should say a step below the more recent James Bond movies like Daniel Craig James Bond movies. Yes. So this one this one to me kind of brought them up there. I think they're kind yes. of neck and neck now. Yes. So I mm. mean, this one this one kind of this one kind of I I. You know, I don't think I'd say that it's better than Casino Royale because I just love Casino Royale. Yes. But like so to me, like the other the other Daniel Craig James Bond that really stands out is um, Skyfall. And so like this and Skyfall kind
1: of definitely well, well definitely would that, be that. That is a me. great transition to my thoughts on the film because uh, that that bathroom scene where they're fighting that guy, yeah, it, it makes me sad watching this film because I'm like this is this is where this is where Born Identity and uh, James Bond should be. Yeah, this film right yeah. here. They should okay. be doing this. I thought Born Identity was there. It, it was, but the latest one. Oh well, yeah, Dash. Yeah. I thought his fight with Dash yeah, no, was yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about Jason Bourne. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I, I, well, I, I don't fell count asleep that. watching that one. Yeah. See, yeah. That's, that's, that's the thing. But you got to count it. I, I mean, know, because right, right. and 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 it, this this film, uh, that it was a throwback to Casino Royale. Yeah. Because we had that like you said, the visceral uh you know, fight scenes going on. But that yeah. fight scene in the bathroom reminded me of the fight scene between um Daniel Craig and that guy when they were out in the tropics at yeah. the beginning yeah, of Casino like, Real. Well it's like yeah.
3: stylized but desperate. Yeah. You know, they they, yeah. they and they mesh those two and that's it. when right. that's when you get really good fight scenes and right. that's why I love the Matrix so much. It right. was, yeah. You know, yeah. See, super stylized, so desperate. See, yeah, that's, you know? that's, that's You're right.
2: Thing. That is a good that's actually a really good point yeah. about the Matrix too. Yes. I feel like You're right. I feel like, especially at that point, the desperation in yeah. some
1: of those scenes is not well, in other that's, movies. Yeah, that's right. what sets the... That's the, a good point. See, it's it's one thing to have something stylized another thing to have the attitude be desperate because if you don't have the characters being desperate, then you're not selling it to me. Yeah. You, you right. have to sell it to me in such a way and if the characters are desperate, then they're saying I'm investing my emotions into the scene. I'm investing right. my time and then I'm going, well, I'm going to do that too. I'm yeah. going to invest my emotions yeah, into the scene but if you don't care, you know what? I don't care. Yeah. You know, like like a, a lot of the Marvel stuff, you know, yeah. I don't care about Guardians of the Galaxy because Galaxy because they. They just don't care. It's never desperate. They're never in a desperate situation, you know, with exception. Um, But, you know, it really (laughs) is like they don't sell it to me because at the end of the day, they just don't care what happens, you know. And and that's something I I lament uh, because in this film, like obviously a lot of stuff in this movie was unbelievable. Like, okay, that's crazy. Yeah. But sell it to me. Yeah. That's what makes a good film. Yeah, sell something that's unbelievable yeah. Yeah. to yeah. me so that I'm like, this could happen. Yeah. Suspension you know? of disbelief is all
2: about like just yes. wanting to believe that it is. Yes. Because like, yeah. you're with, so invested in the story and the yeah. characters exactly. at that Exactly. Yeah. I want yeah. this
1: to be true even though I know it can't yeah. be true. Yeah. that right. That is a great s- storytelling mode that gets the audience involved. And one thing that has I, – I, I cry about this in my sleep at nighttime. I, <laughs> I, I cry myself to sleep thinking about this one thing that, that the Mission Impossible – series has maintained that the born identity series and uh the Mish, um uh james bond series has has shunned and left in the dirt years ago Which there's is something what? called espionage remember oh, yeah, espionage yeah. when you would pretend to be somebody else and infiltrate something and, yeah. and then like walk around and take this different identity and yeah i don't know spy on people remember that i remember those days oh sorry <laughs> <I'm> getting too <laughs> he's, he's, he's getting he's
2: getting very uh Hands on with this with his speech. <laughs> he just ripped his cord out of his uh, out of his head. Sorry job. about that. Yeah, I, I, I ripped it the back. cord out. I, Bring uh, it
1: back. I, I I'm sorry. I gotta find my center, <laughs> <laughs> find my happy place. And and, and I, I I just I was watching this, and you know the scene where he pretends to be that other person. He infiltrates that club and he right. talks to the girl, and and we have this scene, and we have these characters who are pretending to be people that they're not. And they did a and very
3: Mission Impossible esque. Let's hope they didn't meet yet. Yes, think, right. That's right. a very like like. Right. They, they probably met. Well, right. we'll find out in a minute. You right. Know?
2: Well, and and I mean, they almost had a bit of a, that meta commentary there too, because um, you know something that's been a staple of Mission Impossible series for a while that is almost almost out of date, but isn't, because again, this, it was almost a reference to espionage being out of date in every other series. Was they make those face masks? Yes. The and face he, masks. and every time they made one, Henry Cavill would be like, "Oh, you've got to be kidding." Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And then he gets duped by it though, <laughs> right, which is right. which was great writing as well but that was almost like a reference to the fact that we know everyone else has ditched the whole espionage thing but yes. we're still sticking with it
1: yes so. and, and i'm glad that they have because yeah. to me i've been very disappointed in every single bond film that i've seen except casino royale i've been very disappointed because it's just about him finding the, the finding the bad, guy. the bad guys don't even aren't that interesting anymore yeah. you know they're they're great actors but the, the script is so bad, and, and the storyline is just so – In my yeah. opinion, I think it's just the same thing. I'm put, shaking my stretched head at Luke over, a little bit, I know. So. they stretched over different films. It's the same the, script, the, the same s- idea. The second
2: Daniel Craig one isn't that great. I can't remember what that one's called. Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace, yeah. yeah, yeah but, and, but I but don't even be, remember that but, film. But Sky, I watched uh, it. Skyfall, a, to oh, me, it Skyfall to me is like just like a notch below Casino Royale. And Spectre wasn't as good as quite those two, but I still think Spectre was great. So
3: Which one was it with Harvey or Barton?
2: Huh, Javier Bardem was Skyfall. Skyfall. So. Okay. And I think Christopher or no, I'm sorry. Christoph Waltz. Christoph Christopher Waltz. Walken. I Christoph think, Waltz and Javier Bardem were great villains. I know, in my but opinion. they
1: they they those two people are a are an ocean of of potential. Yeah, sure. And what we saw was a puddle. I in don't my think opinion, so. I think I watched a puddle. That's hard my disagree. Opinion. Okay. I, I hear you, Joey, but <laughs> I I you know <laughs> again I,
2: especially with Skyfall. Sky I thought Javier Bardem was great in Skyfall.
1: Yeah, what 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 we saw was a drop compared to the ocean in my opinion. They they did not use them. Okay, if you want to see the full potential of Christoph Waltz, you watch Inglourious Bastards. That is, is his full potential. Incredible. Yeah, but amazing. Ta- but we're but we're I, talk- walked from, I walked away from walked away from Spectre going ah, No, that Spectre was Oh yeah, no you're right. I okay, walked away Christoph. from Spectre going ah, Christoph Waltz. Ah, you know, I well, I, 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 was again, I mean,
2: yeah, but those are those are hard to compare just because, it, I mean, again, this,
1: is, Bond, this the Bond is Tarantino. T- I know. But here's the thing. The Bond films are known for their villains. That's one thing that stands out in the yeah. Bond films. They had the best villains. I think they, just, did stand they out. got the best actors in Harvey or Bardem and Christoph Waltz, and they did not use the potential. Well, it's, that it's, it's
3: all about script, too, and, and uh, because why was Christoph Waltz so good and,
1: and inglorious?
3: He was scary not in his actions. He was scary in just when he showed up and just was questioning that guy. Remember that? Yes. Glorious, just In the, in the beginning, beginning. Yes, yes. And the, the interview session yeah, he yes. had. Mm-hmm. That is what was scary. You yeah. knew it was coming. Yeah. But yeah. somehow like. How he, was
1: he going to the, get there? Yeah.
3: yeah, just just and and you know he knows yeah, you know right. and it's that that's what made him so scary is when that he shows up with his men and yeah. we're yeah. gonna have it we're gonna talk yes yeah you know I mean you have to be able to have that good writing with yeah. these guys
1: um uh, like I said the the, the bathroom that like a lot of the stuff in the uh, uh, movie was a throwback to Casino Royale to me which was okay. one of the greatest spy films I, think I have so, yeah. ever seen probably yeah. the obviously the greatest Bond film ever. Uh, in my opinion, and I know there's a lot of old people there saying, what am I a doctor now? And I love whatever. Okay, kill me. Whatever. No, I don't yeah, care. No. Um, well, Casino maybe, Royales. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing, I missed Brant. Uh, I really liked Brant in yeah. the uh, series. Uh, Jeremy. Uh,
2: oh, yeah,
3: absolutely. Yeah, uh, he wasn't there. Uh, 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 was, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, Jeremy I can neither yeah. confirm nor deny anything.
2: Remember he kept saying that over and over? Yes. No, yeah, it you're was, right. Apparently, it was, apparently he might return. Okay, so I, That'd be I cool. guess because I guess I guess it was really just commitments to Marvel. Yeah, so it was ah. just like. Um, it, it, which is weird because he wasn't in Infinity War either, so right. I don't know what the heck he was doing. But they're, they're probably but, filming the other one, though. No, they are. You're yeah. right. But I just, I just, according to him, I, I, again, I saw another interview because I wondered because I was like, I haven't seen him in any of the trailers before yeah. I saw the movie. I was like, is he in this? And I checked, and he wasn't. And mm-hmm. I was like, what, what's going on? And so yeah. they just said it was about other commitments. So right, he it's just a didn't shame. Have the time to because do it. it is. It I is. thought he added
1: a lot to the he f- to the to, to the team. Um uh one thing that I thought was incredible like again um I I think this one stands out is the cinematography. They they took us to a lot of cool places obviously some familiar places and you know uh, Paris is, w- w- we were in Paris right? Yeah. That's where it was. Yeah. yeah, uh Paris yeah. a familiar place. Remember. But um, when they took us to like India, that that mm-hmm. stretch of India or Nepal mm-hmm. or wherever it was, I was yeah. like, I didn't know place. I had no, I had no idea this place existed. It's beautiful. That was another yeah.
2: great thing. That was always a great thing about
1: the Bourne series too. Was that they, they was the different, yeah, yeah. yeah. the yes. different places, different places. Mostly cities.
2: And, yeah, but it was still cool. It was always yeah. still
1: cool. Um, yeah, I think Mission Impossible. I think in this film, it utilized a very foreign place and and really helped us appreciate it with the with the helicopter scenes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, very good cinematography. True. Um. Uh, in in this film let me read some things real quick here before we close the segment out Tom Cruise trained for an entire year to perform the Halo uh, stunt in this film oh my gosh an entire yeah, year Yeah, I
3: heard that was quite the ordeal yep. Um, yep but I didn't read about it I just kind of heard yeah
1: the film this is according to imdb.com okay the film had 3,000 setups 13 helicopters 6 pregnancies 5 hiatuses 4 weeks of aerial photography 3 continents 2 writers 2 winters and 1 broken ankle yeah
3: one broken ankle. Yep. Wow, that's a victory. Yeah, yeah that holy. is. Holy.
1: Yep. Uh, while Tom Cruise is famously known for performing his own stunts throughout the franchise, he ups the ante in this installment, which is unbelievable because the older he gets, he ups yep. the ante. What the heck? Um, they might win an Oscar
3: was, for best stunt. Isn't there a best stunt Oscar? I don't think so. there's a best Oscar.
1: There's a stunt awards. Like yeah. they have their own stunt oh, awards. okay. By um, performing four elaborate set pieces, mostly without green screens or stunt doubles, a halo jump, an, an unusually dangerous variety of high-altitude, low-opening parachute jumps, a helmet-free motorcycle chase through Paris, including a portion of which a uh, hunt rides against traffic in the circle around the Arc de Triomphe, and yeah, an yeah. extended foot chase across London rooftop, rooftops, in which Cruz broke his ankle while jumping between rooftops, and a helicopter chase in which Cruz does most of the piloting. That I mean, wow. I, I that mean, that's, props, that's bro, I yeah. Mean, that that is Jackie Chan level. Yeah, do my own yeah, that's right, and yeah. nobody's Jackie Chan level. Yeah. So, and he's like fifty-five years old. Yeah, you know he's yeah. stinking old. Which man. is why, Pro- which props, is why, bro, that's part of it. Props. Yes.
2: Man. Yeah. I mean, and Who perhaps, knows? and I mean, there's also possibility that this is one of the reasons why Mission Impossible is moving up, while we're kind of saying that James Bond might not be, is because I mean Daniel Craig. When he was done with Spectre, said he was done. Now apparently he's going to do another one.
3: Bro, one but more. Said, yeah.
2: He said he was done. He said, "Hold on." He said he was done because Daniel Craig hurt himself on the set of Spectre. Mm-hmm. He hurt himself really bad doing a stunt, and so and he was just like, "Bro, I'm getting too old for this. Like, I, I don't like doing this. Like, right. I don't like I don't like the physical exertion, physical toll on my body doing these movies." Whereas Tom Cruise is like, "Bro." Bring bring like it bring on. it on! Let's like do more. he's like he's like I'm gonna executive <laughs> produce this and put my own money behind it just so I can go do some really cool stunts. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean that's you know,
1: and so uh, mad props. It, it's yeah. it's it's noteworthy. Yeah, you know for sure I, absolutely I, it's it is unbelievably. Noteworthy. And I think
2: it, but I think it shows in the movie and the quality of the movie and stuff like that yes. too. Yeah. So yes, I and, and this think was this
1: truly was a movie that had quality. To yeah. it. that yeah. was one thing. That's a good observation because this was really a quality movie. You could tell. That they, that it was almost like the Lord of the Rings style. That they, all the little things were were given detail and attention. You know, it wasn't just like this broad. Let's make a spy action film where everything blows up. Yeah. You know, they really did. You know, give attention to the little things. in yeah. this one
3: kind of like um, um, Mad Max too was very similar to that. I yeah, thought. that's true. Pay attention to a little real stunts, real stuff going on. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Real Absolutely. vehicles. Everything yeah. was real. A lot of depth uh, to yeah. the quality. And it's a breath of
2: fresh air when you see that stuff.
3: Yes. The,
1: the
2: one thing I will point out, uh, the one thing about the movie that I was a little bit like, huh, about was I kind of thought the ending, the kind of like very ending wrapped up r- rather quickly. Okay. And specifically, I was a little bit confused about their reaction to Angela Bassett. Because to be fair, she is kind of the reason that okay, we're gonna also going to say spoiler that a certain character dies. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys obviously know who I'm talking about, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, she's pretty much the reason because yeah. she doesn't, and I know she doesn't. She's not necessarily bad, but like she doesn't know who to trust, so she just she just like knocks out the lights and like doesn't expect something bad to happen. Right. I didn't and even so, pick that up. Yeah. So no, she like she does that, and then she shows up at the end, and she uh. just like gives Tom Cruise a head nod, and he's like cool with it yeah. Like, yeah, yeah I don't know that was that was like one thing for me that I was like I was you like, killed to me, the need... of IMF yeah. Yeah. I know you, you you got somebody killed and everything's good now like uh, right. I was a little bit like confused uh, by you, that you know
1: I was really excited to see Alec Baldwin like kicking cool. butt a little bit I yeah, yeah. I mean, was like I know, oh, come killed, on baby I love him they killed him I was dang it I know they killed him yeah. and I was like Ah! I was just really starting to love him, man. Yeah. Well,
3: maybe that's a, maybe that's a, maybe Brandt takes over his position. That's maybe. what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Brandt will be Maybe, like, but, be, but be that that scene Hopefully it's not scene where Johnson, it was
1: like a so. little throwback for Alec Baldwin to get in there and kick some butt again. Yeah. And I was like, I was a little, I was like in a little tear, yeah. you know, shed in my heart. No,
2: I absolutely. But then I was just like, I was like, all is forgiven at the end. I mean, uh, it just yeah, didn't yeah. make a lot of sense what,
1: me, The only bad thing, this is why I gave this film a 9.5 out of 10. Okay. I take up, I take up a uh, half of a point off um, because we did go down to the stereotypical 15. Minutes turns into forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, why did you? Why but, didn't you do fifteen minutes? Why didn't you just do a half an hour? And that would make a lot more sense for the way that things were winding fa- down. You know well, what I mean?
2: to be fair though, I think that that's. I, I think you almost can't hold that against Mission Impossible because that's 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 like essential Mission Impossible. I know. Just do thirty minutes. It's nah, you'll get they the same thing. at point, thirty minutes you're like relaxing. <laughs> I no, got half not. an hour. No, come on. No, you're not. I got not. half an hour. No, you're no, like relaxing. No, you The you audience You can pace it. You can it however because because the audience you know the audience believes. That they're always going to get out of it, but at least you're like sweating, like, "Oh wow, 15 minutes to, 15 minutes to, to I know, five, to nine, minutes later that's though. I that's mean, five minutes. On. That's five minutes per nuclear bomb. Like, you <laughs> know, uh, okay, nuclear bomb, but you know, so it's just like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know.
1: Mission Impossible, uh, half an hour. That's out. that's
2: 10 minutes nuclear. Bomb. That's easy. That's nothing. Your next next movie, they're gonna have to go to 10 minutes." Ten minutes, like five bombs. Or yeah, something. that's
1: what I'm saying. You keep make up in the ante like that, yeah. and then yes, you got they, that's five That's the point of the movies. Those are there. the Come points on, of the movies. Get out. Just make it thirty <laughs> minutes. It's it's easier to sell that way. Mission Impossible Six, although the six doesn't even appear, it's just called Mission Impossible yeah, Fallout. Yeah, just they've all been that. A way. wonderful throwback to, a, in my opinion, a summer blockbuster that actually delivers. Yeah, on the absolutely. blockbuster part. Yeah. yeah. Um, just an amazing film um yeah great
2: stunts while also having a great script and good acting and characters you like to me
1: the logical procession you know i talk about this all the time but i talk about coheed and cambria's um welcome home yeah and how i think it's the greatest modern rock song Mm -hmm. and, and how i think that i look at that song and i'm like okay this is the natural progression of rock yeah this is this is what it is it it has culminated in this yeah and i'm still kind of looking for maybe foo fighters who would be like the next step yeah the logical process where it doesn't break off and become something else, but it maintains its form, but it's still in the society that we live in. And I look at Coheed and Cambria's Welcome Home like this is – natural progression of rock mm. i look at mission impossible and i'm like this is the natural progression of the action blockbuster this is what it should look like when mm-hmm. it doesn't break off and become a genre bending or yeah. it doesn't become a horror it doesn't become a sci-fi yeah it's this is where if you would just leave the if you would just follow the timeline of action films this is the epitome yeah and there will be one greater than this one yet yeah and and this to me is like in the progression of succession of action films yeah so just a great film all around. Yeah, Wonderful. Just one quick note. Out 10 yeah, for me. one
3: one really quick note before we move on too is um you see the progression of action films too. And it used to be, you know, there used to be icons and it used to be big buff dudes yeah. doing really extremely unrealistic things. You know, and I was like Von Damme and Schwarzenegger and Stallone yeah. and you know, they would just go mow down a ton of people with super yeah. and we watch it now and we go I just don't feel it anymore. You know, yeah. But yeah. When, when I was young, I love that stuff. Yeah. You know? Right. Right. And, and we're seeing now a progression of, you know what? And I think the matrix is a big part to do with it. Like you were kind, of, it was almost a little weird seeing Keanu Reeves kick butt because of how thin he was. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but that, that kind of transit now we're into like this whole idea of more realistic action yeah. that you can actually kind of see happening. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You got to understand something about this podcast. You, Oh, faithful listener. Um, that everything, <laughs> everything good that we see in Hollywood, we tie back to The Matrix, <laughs> and everything bad we tie back to Star Wars. So, oh my gosh. That's, no. That's, no. That's, not that's, the originals. <laughs> not the originals, but yeah, yeah. if Jurassic we see World something is, bad. Is seeping its way in if there. If we see, but again, <laughs> so, not the original. Again, but not the not original. The original. Every, yeah, if we Jurassic see something World. bad in Hollywood or film, we're like, we tie it back to Star Wars. You know that's just what we do, and if we say something good, we're like, we yeah, tie but back. The we're just, we're just looking
2: for modern representations of what is right with Hollywood and what's yeah. wrong with Hollywood. I know, and, and, it's, th- and it's those are and those are the examples represented by so. two films. Yeah, yeah sure, absolutely. <laughs> Funny.
1: Oh man! Okay, right. moving on to our final segment called lists. Absolutely, oh, oh we are going to do uh, three of the greatest supporting actor uh-huh. roles. Um, this is a difficult one. We're not doing supporting actors, obviously. Right. You know, uh, probably you know guys like Samuel Jackson will be up there, and you know, um, I did top five. Uh, oh, no. yeah, we'll do top. We're, gonna, we're doing top pick three. A three. Oh,
2: I gotta pick
3: three. Can yeah, I make a suggestion too for this? What I, that? I have a couple honorable mentions, but okay. I don't want to say them right away. Okay, because I would love to see if you guys think some my honorable mentions should have been on my list. Okay, okay. and and, and, so and wanna, some of them might overlap want, into what? like one of my honorable mentions might be one on your list. Okay, and I don't wanna, right. I don't want to say it before.
2: Do you want to go last?
3: Oh, I know. I don't care. Oh, do you have okay. honorable mentions? Um.
1: Uh, not off the top oh, of my really? head. Oh, no. okay. Never mind. Then.
2: Okay. <laughs> I have so many honorable mentions. Apparently. I know, Joey. Always I made a list of mentions. top five. Oh, <laughs> you guys are killing me. You have at anyway. least two
1: honorable mentions. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's going to have to be somebody. I'm, You're yeah. going to have to kill one of your children, Joey. Which one is it going to be? Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 uh, you know, there's only three spots left in the right lifeboat, you know. Um, all right, Dove. Why do you go the ahead? Okay. And, and again, oh, to, <laughs> to, to... All right. I'm going I'm first here.
3: All right. This was... Man, I, I I just hope I do this justice. There are just a lot of just really really good roles played by amazing actors and actresses that that you can mention. And, I almost uh, feel like I must I feel like trying, supporting
2: role is harder than lead, in my opinion. It, some really great. Yeah, ones it was there. definitely
3: a challenge, and uh, and I was really trying to focus, like Luke said, on roles and not necessarily who played them. Right. Okay. okay? Yes. But. That plays into it at the same time. Like they have to be played well. Yeah. For it to be even mentioned, you know? Um, and so I was trying to think about um I, I did think about movie popularity. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kinda had to as far as like what type of movie or franchise does it have a lasting legacy. Yeah. You know, and is this character part of the okay. lasting yeah. legacy? I think yes. I might know where you're going with You know with what that? I mean? Yeah. Um, and it, you kind of, it kind of, in a way, has to be. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to think about all that stuff when I was coming up with my list here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't, I tried to stay away from necessarily like a great villain compliment to a, yeah. you know, and I know, and that's not, that actually probably could be a part of this list, mm-hmm. but I tried to have like somebody that, um, benefited the character the main character more i guess yeah, yeah. so if no, that all yeah. makes make sense um, i don't know that, 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 was, that actually
2: i agree with i agree with dev that'll be yes. my list too
3: right yeah. and so okay uh and this isn't in necessarily a particular order mm. uh there isn't really a number one here but okay. but this is what i came up with and i have some audible mentions and i feel like maybe some of these you, you, you want to wait so after
1: t- you want to wait until after we're all done with our list well, and you, then you say your audible mentions yeah, we'll go through right. I'm not saying my honorable mentions right okay. now. Okay. That could yeah, be okay. later. That's okay. what I suggested. Okay.
3: So here's here's the three that I came up with. All
1: right.
2: One of them is. Well, hold on. Are you, are you doing this in an order? I'm doing.
3: No, there's no particular one.
2: <laughs> okay. All
0: right.
3: There's no like three <laughs> to top one Because see. I had a hard time finding out anything. So you any
2: think all these three are equal, essentially, and you're just going to give us them?
3: Yeah, I, I I think my last <laughs> one is a really like, like I said it's I, a difficult list. You know it, it is, is it is. And uh, so I was really trying to like quantify and something. Anyway, um, okay. I have one. Uh, is a role that uh, well, I'll just say it. Alfred Pennyworth in the Batman universe uh, to me is a um.
1: Any very particular in in your mind? What's that? Any particular?
3: Well, this one—the role itself—okay, has been played by um, he, big actors, and it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The I I am not talking about the actor per se. I'm talking about the role of Alfred. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, Alfred is even more important. And to me, Batman is the most popular comic book character of all comic book characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. Even even Superman.
2: Hmm. Um, I think he's right about that.
3: And and, like, and numerically,
1: I, well, uh, after after I mean, it's it's top three would be um Superman Batman and Spider-man yeah
3: Spider-man yeah I, I would say I would say even Batman's even um eclipsed Superman I think and yeah. spider man um, yeah. oh yeah definitely so and Spider-man yeah no question Spider-man's probably number three okay um, wow and so I, I don't think, know
2: I don't know about that anymore I think spider man would be number two that's but, my guess uh, yeah.
3: well maybe that uh, could be um so I think uh when I was thinking of just roles that Um, are iconic that need to be played well you just simply don't have Batman without Alfred Mm. and uh, every movie he's been in has Alfred every single animation movie he's been in has Alfred yeah um, he's more important than Robin. He's more important than any other oh, yeah, character sure. in the Batman universe. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, he I think is he's right about that. He and he's been played by uh, the same guy who was a guy I forget his name, but played through all three, all four of the original Batmans through Batman Forever. It was a guy named uh, Michael Go. Mm-hmm. He played with Bat. He Michael Keaton. Batman did the Batman Forever. He did all the Batmans up until Michael Caine.
1: Did Alfred? No, wait. Um, what's his face? Uh... um what's his name Gandalf who played Gandalf um, Ian, he McKellen? Played? Ian McKellen Ian McKellen play? played Batman and Robin No
3: Batman. it was I looked it up it was the same guy Ian McKellen No he didn't no. Ian McKellen No Michael Michael Ian He Gunn. dies he dies was never
1: Alfred Yeah he, wait a second All right go no, ahead No it's Doug. this I'm guy but
3: anyway Michael Caine then took over the role for um the Dark Knight trilogy with Christian Bale Yep. and then uh then taken over by Jeremy Irons
2: well, and I think I think to what you're saying, Dove, that's a Jeremy Irons is a really good point because you got to remember that the two films that Jeremy Irons is in is he's in Batman vs Superman and he's mm-hmm. in um, Justice League. Mm-hmm. I mean, first off, for, for well, a character true, like yeah. Alfred to be in Justice League is a big deal to begin with, right? Because yeah. you could potentially do Justice League without Alfred, um, especially with a big name like Jeremy I bet you kind of can't.
3: Well, yeah, you know maybe I mean? you can't, right? right. But I
2: just mean, like, with any other side character, you could have done it without them, right? But you can't necessarily without Alfred. And the other thing is, both movie, neither movie is a solo Batman film, right? right? Neither of those movies is a solo Batman film. So technically... Like the fact that they casted someone so uh, such, uh, such a big name like Jeremy Irons yes. for Alfred for movies where Alfred probably gets like a he's total a, of like ten minutes screen time he's
1: is a, a big deal. Role. Yeah, is a, a big, supo- deal. Yeah, it's a big a, deal. Right? Wow. It's a big, okay, I guess I was wrong. Yeah, I he's a he um, he's
3: a supporting role, um, but I think it's one of the the most if you're talking about supporting mm-hmm. roles, not necessarily who played him. Yeah, I think one of the most important supporting roles in our modern movies today. Is the role of Alfred. I I I see where you went with that. Yeah, I do. I think that's a really good point. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, So that is more about the role than the character, but it must be played by someone who knows what they're doing.
1: Yeah, that's for sure.
3: Right? Um, So, and played well, or you will ruin Batman. (laughs) That's right. Really,
2: honestly, you can't have a poor Is the casting of Alfred more important than the casting of Batman?
3: Maybe. Mm, No, (laughs) but
2: but they seem to get him right a lot better than
3: Batman. Batman's a tougher cast, though. I can't. Batman, yeah. Anyway.
1: Um, can only exist in our minds. Okay, the <laughs>
3: next one that I have in a supporting role is uh, my man Morpheus. Oh, Matrix! I just yes. I I not only was he played well, but I had to I took into account and at, one of my honorable mentions might compete with him, and I really had a tough time, mm. man. Um, <laughs> but the I had to take into account, like you said, the the popularity of the movie and and its stretch of time. Um, Morpheus, you don't have. Neo without him, no question about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not he's just as important. I wouldn't say he's more important. They didn't go that far, but he's just as. Yeah. You know, the whole thing of him finding him talking to him, being the one that brings him on board, yeah. uh one of the most iconic and important um supporting act not supporting actor, but supporting roles of a very important movie that has been you know, one of I know, I know it's it's typical for me to say anything the Matrix anymore, but right. yeah. um, <laughs> Morpheus uh, to me is 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 one of the top supporting roles yeah. that you need for this movie Absolutely. to have any type of success. Yes. Yeah, um, and and side note, be part of this. Lawrence Fishburne just absolutely killed it. Yeah, he was so perfect. I yes. cannot think of anybody else. You see yes. him
2: as the quintessential mentor character. Yeah, oh. yeah. Well,
3: what yeah. the way he did it though, everything, his whole persona of that, like it was confidence and vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. like I don't yeah, know, like like he just did such a good job yeah. and sold it. Yeah. Um. But you simply, I think it's one of the most important um supporting roles that you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For that to have any type of success, so yes. Morpheus to me is up there. Uh, and then finally. This this is probably oh, my, my, a number one, but I think you guys might disagree with me on this one. But I think it's it's that important. <laughs> um, I think might and it's not going. necessarily a villain. And I'll explain why. Oh, okay, no, but no, I'm going to put in going. Darth Vader.
2: Oh, okay, I do know where he's in going. the original.
3: <laughs> in the original, in the original Star Wars, um, and I'll say I mentioned uh, now a positive about Star Wars. I felt because I didn't feel like he was Luke's personal villain, mm-hmm. and he's. Everything around these characters support the Skywalker's right, but right. Um, he was Luke's personal villain, but he wasn't the villain villain. Yeah, the Emperor was a villain. You can kill Darth Vader, but you'll still have it. He'll find another. Yeah. Right. He'll mentor someone else. Well, that was a point.
1: Yeah. Apprentice.
3: Yeah, Luke. The point was Luke <laughs> was supposed to kill Vader. Mm-hmm. And Come then, on, Luke. And then the Emperor was going to mentor Luke Skywalker. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That was a point.
2: So you think? Um, just so out I curio- think, Just out of curiosity, you think? Darth Vader is a bigger supporting role than Han Solo. Yes, yeah. I thought
3: oh, a lot of. Yeah. Now listen, Joey. Actually, here's yeah, the thing. that's here's pretty heavy, thing. but I think this he's is heavy. Right. I'm telling you, I thought about this. Oh. I was driving
2: around, and I'm going,
3: Han. Though, yeah, you right. know, I'm telling you, I didn't oh. escape my mind. I'm sitting. There I going sure out. didn't. I sure and, didn't. I wanted to pose the and, question. And um, I think so, that I figured he, you had thought about it. He's so. one of the greatest, if not the greatest supporting character in television mm-hmm. and i, and I believe that because i think
1: and cinema cinema yeah, c- yeah. cinema movies yeah, yeah not yeah, yeah.
3: television. that's different but yeah. um he's got and, and I, I know this seems cheesy and whatever he's got toys he's got more more things uh, that people want to collect there's things about vader masks uh, that people His, find more important than yeah. Han. His I feel, influence
1: on pop culture is, is higher than yeah. Han. sure. Yes. Yeah, and, and I think true. that's why I chose him. But I guess I have I, a hard feel, time
2: thinking of him as a supporting character, but I get it. It's tough, but, yeah,
3: but, but he here's is. here's, here's mean, where he's supporting, yeah. him, and this is where he's so strong. When the Emperor yeah. is in the in on, on premises, mm-hmm. it's almost like he is a, a not a kid, but he is he shuts up. Mm-hmm. Like and this is a thing. Amazing thing about Star Wars is he has when the Emperor is there. The Emperor could say whatever he wants about Vader. In fact, he'll tell Luke in front of him, "You're my next guy. You're here to kill him." Basically, right. Mm-hmm. And 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 Vader sitting there going, mm-hmm. "He's a supporting. Right. He's a supporting right. cast." Right. And, I know, and, but uh, I mean,
2: we're talking. I mean, Han Solo launched launched Harrison Ford's career. I know. I mean, the man went from supporting role to lead and actor in every big movie. Period. I, don't I, know. Hear, ya. I hear you. That's hard. I Thought That's about hard, and it's man. tough.
3: And here's my next point. I could have as honorable mentions four characters from Star Wars Gee. that were the greatest supporting roles. Um. No, I didn't even mention you. I didn't even think oh. of him. Here. Oh, I could have put on here Obi-Wan Kenobi. Is oh, a yeah, str- yeah. Absolutely. He's yeah. a, one of that the strongest sense. probably. Yes. He, he has to be played by multiple actors supporting the Skywalker clan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could yeah. put Obi-Wan in there. You could put Leia in there with yeah. her popularity out there. Yeah. sure. Put, I almost feel like Leia and,
2: would just be lead actress, like lead actor. And but lead she supports actress. Luke. Yeah, I guess.
3: And and you could put Han in there. And, uh, and so when I was thinking about this, I was like, dang, man, they had some character development back then the yes. fact that i'm even thinking about i could put four to five characters as a best supporting role ever and most important supporting role ever mm-hmm. uh in just that star wars trilogy you mm-hmm. know and and uh i don't know but i think vader himself is the most popular um and one of the and probably the greatest the most influential
1: is most influential no, no question about it right
2: um and so that's it there's my three
3: cool wow
2: very cool
1: I'm
3: interested to see what you guys have. Joey, what do you got, man?
2: What do I got? All right. So I am going to just clarify. So I'm kind of with Dev. I tried to stay away kind of from villains. Right. I also kind of considered when we were talking supporting role, I was also kind of considering – The supporting role versus lead role. So there are no women in my list because I was kind of thinking that they would go into like a lead actress type thing. Mm. So that's why I kind of I kind of wanted to because I also wanted to narrow it down just because it was so broad in some respects that I was having a really hard time pinpointing big favorites for me. So I kind of wanted to stick with like characters that I thought were really kind of supporting the main character. Um, that were men that because because many of the women I thought of were more so like lead female characters and a lot of times the romantic interests I yeah wonder sure. if, I wonder if romantic sure. interests
3: too kind of
2: yeah so I kind of know. I kind of wanted to wash all those away and just kind of stick with the with characters that really are kind of like helping the protagonist in a in a big way and supporting right. that and mm-hmm. supporting the the plot so all right so with that said. Uh, Where's my name? okay so the first one uh i'm gonna go with i'm gonna stay away i H- han was on my list and probably would have been my top three dude um, yeah. i'm gonna stay away since so we just talked about that i'm gonna give you three others okay. So okay it's me sneaking a fourth one in there so <laughs> so han would have been on my list okay. um,
3: dude, i thought long and hard about him man I was, mm.
2: okay so for my number three um i wrote down joe pesci as Tommy DeVito in oh, Goodfellas. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh
1: wow! I, I oh wow! So too f- for me, for he stole the me, show to me, man. Yeah. Like, he was like,
2: I see. I don't know that I think he does entirely steal the show. Um, I mean, especially with like Robert De Niro in there too. Even yeah. I, for me, though, he he kind of epitomizes like what I would expect gangsters to be like, um, <laughs> and, and and so that's that's why I think he's so he's so like interesting to me as a character because. Especially if you think about the, the beginning of the movie, right? Kind of like the first like t- half an hour, I guess. I think it is, right? Other than that, obviously, there's that really big first scene, right? Where the three of them are adults and they're driving down the road and they're like, you know, what's wrong with the tire? And then they open up the trunk and they, you know, they're shooting and stabbing the guy, right? So, other than that scene, you know, when they go back to the main characters yeah, as a child, right? There's this very almost like, you know, when he's interacting with gangsters, there's this almost very like family like influence. Like, you're almost like, Like these are supposed to be gangsters, but they're like, they're nice guys. They're taking care of each other. Like they're cool. Right. Like on their support in their communities. And then, so it's not really until you meet Tommy DeVito, especially in that scene in the bar where Tommy DeVito's laughing. Right. And he's telling a joke and then he goes, I'm funny. Why do you think I'm funny? Right. And he just totally switches. Like it's that that like, to me is like when the movie really sort of takes a turn. And you sort of like, obviously, you know, the three guys, like, again, you start with that scene where they're pretty much just like killing, killing the guy in the back of the uh, car. So, so, you know, it's going to go somewhere, but right. you're almost lured into this like sense of, of, of false security, mm-hmm. false, like, okay, like I can get why, why, you know, th- these guys, you know, these guys were, were maybe could be good guys. Right. And then like, it's, it's really Tommy DeVito to you that kind of shows like, like the dark side of, of things, especially right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Because it's just guys at a bar kind of like enjoying stories and stuff like that. And then, I mean, pretty soon, I mean, between the the joke, you know, you think I'm funny where he gets really angry. And then, you know, pr- and, uh, within the next 10 minutes, they're like burning that bar. That's down. an iconic scene. So it too. is. That's it absolutely one of the better is.
3: scenes yeah. in, in movie history. too. Yeah, no, it is. It scene? is.
2: And so I just I don't know. So to me, like there was because, you know, I've always you know, you always read so many bad things about. About gangsters and about the way things were and stuff like that. And so for me, it was just uh, like I remember first watching that movie and kind of being like, like oh, like this, like this isn't so bad. And then, like, and then especially after you really meet and get to see what Tommy DeVito's like, because uh, he's the first one that really comes out as nasty. Yes. So you sort of see the nastiness behind the other characters later on in the movie. Yes. But he's the one that's kind of like nasty from the get go. And, and, and he, he also does it really convincingly. He's, to me, he's the most convincing in the sense of not getting. What he like? What he's doing is wrong, like to like and which is which I always thought was really like which I always thought is kind of like almost what you needed to believe as a gangster, like to do some of the things you yes. did, to believe that like you you are not wrong, like you, you don't get why something is wrong, and so um and so like to me he's the character that that really convinces me of that in that movie, that that ef- that effectively he just doesn't believe what he's doing is wrong at any given point in the movie. So wow, so he's my number three. Number two, okay. Choice. So number two, I'm gonna do. So there, here is my here is my, and I guess I'm gonna say spoilers. I mean, it's been uh, almost twenty years. No, ninety five. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> been over it's been over twenty years. It's been over twenty years. Twenty three years. So if you haven't seen this, there's You're not much loser. I can say. But just in case, just in case, I'm gonna say spoiler alert for um for uh, I'm sorry for uh, Usual Suspects. Yeah. So you guys have seen this, right? Yes. yes. Okay, yeah. good. Just making sure. So, yeah, I'm going to say spoiler alert for Usual Suspects. Now, if you have oh, not seen this saying. movie, yeah. you should turn the podcast off now and go watch the yes, movie and then come should. back to the podcast. Yeah. To but us. I am going to say verbal yeah. um, for The Usual Suspects, So, which is Kevin Spacey's character who is narrating... But isn't really the main character. Keaton's really kind of the main character or main mm-hmm. focus in those mo- in that movie, yeah. essentially. But is, is kind of this main character who is kind of the, the inefficient one of the of the group, and then turns out ultimately to be the villain behind the whole thing. Right. And so, so the way I, I mean, effectively, they take that that this kind of like essential position of supporting character, and they like flip it on its head in such a in such a really cool way. Um, that I think that I think I, I think is really iconic i mean that's yeah. like that's like the whole the whole point of that movie, but in terms of like really incredible plot twists, I think that movie absolutely. i mean if we if we did like top five plot twists, that movie would be in there too I mean for me oh yeah absolutely. Um, so and so and so it's the same so it 's the same same idea there is that I think he he he's he's sort of telling the story from this really really sort of um vulnerable place only to find out that he's the reason that everything goes down the way it does. It's just, it, I think it's brilliant. Yeah. So man. brilliant and beautiful. Cool. And I think, uh, I, and that's why I, to me, like I was thinking about it for a while cause there were a couple others that I was like really thinking would be like my number two, um, that I was considering. And then I was like verbal, the usual suspects. And so, right. Yeah. And so that one, he just makes it for me. Wow. And then, uh, this, uh, first one is kind of predictable on my part. So well, just, just like, just like, just Daniel like Day-Lewis. No, no, no I mean, Day-Lewis. No, not not
3: not so I was going to say same thing. Christopher Nolan's thing. Maybe no. Chris Pratt. No, it's not Chris Pratt. <laughs> it's, not Chris Pratt. it's not Chris
2: Pratt. It's not Chris Pratt. Who's uh, who's the master of Wait. supporting roles?
1: Samuel Jackson. Sean Bean. Well,
2: <laughs> okay, maybe not. Maybe <laughs> no. Sean Bean just dies, in everyone. That's. Not <laughs> um, I would say. I would Masters. say Robin Williams.
1: Oh. oh, so, oh, so
2: Sean McGuire from Goodwill Hunting oh, yeah. is absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah, good one. absolutely, good absolutely my number one. That's a good so, choice. I mean, Goodwill Will Hunting's, I mean, I know we talked about this already and in, in, uh, cause he was also on our monologues for yes. both, for both Luke What's and I. The, the quick but, history
3: of that didn't, um, um, wasn't that script thrown out or something where Ben Affleck and Matt Damon wrote it. Right? Oh really? Okay. Yeah. I yes, thought yeah, I think that right. but they were I think trying right. to get it to, to get produced and nobody was picking it up yeah. apparently. And yeah. they were like, this is stupid. And then, uh, this is what I heard. I don't know exactly, but then Robin Williams got wind of it yeah. and said, "No, we're, we're this is happening." Yeah. And then he was the one that kind of took it and because that was his first like serious role outside of comedy, yeah. right? Yeah,
2: that
1: was one of them. Yeah, that was one man. of his first. Uh, yeah,
2: Patch Adams. I was gonna say that was what, after that. Pat, no, wasn't it? Patch Adams was before.
3: Yeah. Moscow
1: right, on the before. Hudson, I think, was a semi-serious role.
3: What was that stupid robot one he did? What was Bicentennial
1: that Man. That was pretty stupid. That was anyway. a serious role. Anyway, yeah, yeah so yeah, that's I mean yeah, that's that's one. almost yeah, that self-explanatory. Really my yeah. number one. Oh, yeah, um, that makes so, so much I mean, sense. I, one of the greatest does. supporting it, roles, it does, ever,
2: and I mean, ever. I mean, the ever. thing is, 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 I mean, for Incredible. me, a supporting role really shouldn't overshadow, and to me, he doesn't, even though he's probably the best acting in that right. movie. Um, it's still like you're still still you still because of him still focused on Matt Damon yes. and his progress as the main yes. character, yeah. um, while, while also while mm. also sort of being focused on Robin Williams character too. Yes. So and there's there's so much support from him in that. Yes. So I think um, I think he's easily my number one.
1: So uh, yeah, that
2: one was in there right from the get go for me. Cool. So Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Wow. So those are my number three.
1: Okay. those are well, my well, three. You, okay. You said with your honorable mention being Han Solo, but what was your fifth one, honorable mention there?
2: You want to give me? You want me to give my honorable mentions yeah, yeah.
1: now? Yeah. Well, just that. What was the fifth one? On your top five? I'm sorry. Give yeah, me Han. a second to pull up my
2: list here. Oh, um, my fifth one um, was actually. Uh, so I wrote um, Paul Bettany, who plays Jeffrey uh, Chaucer in A Knight's Tale oh interesting <laughs> you know what I was thought you were gonna say and I thought you know what that's an awesome one was Paul Bettany
3: in uh, Master and Commander Oh, oh that's yeah. true how good too. was he yeah. in that yeah. that's
2: true too dang okay I just thought that's a good one too man but
3: that yeah. was my fifth one
1: yeah yeah oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. so, absolutely wow
2: I think he's great in, in a Nights Tale so he kind of like makes that movie for mm-hmm. me in
1: a lot of ways so um I think a lot of people fall into the trap of the um, supporting character supporting the protagonist. A supporting mm-hmm. character supports the plot. That's that's what a supporting Ooh, character Luke's does. Oh, going a different direction. Yeah, it doesn't mean that he supports the good guy or the bad guy, but he supports the plot. That's what I think a good supporting actor does. He doesn't just support the protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that said, that said, none of my greatest supporting actor roles are are uh, villains. Uh, my number three. Uh, is uh, you talking about? I'm
3: sorry. This is, these are best supporting actors or best supporting roles or roles that they've acted in.
1: These are best supporting right. actor roles. Okay. Um, was uh, Tilda Swinton Swinton in um, Michael Clayton? I keep going back to this film. I keep talking oh about goodness. it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the, a really good one. The, yeah, she, she actually won the... best actress for uh, best yeah. supporting actress for yeah. that yeah. role. She did. Yeah, she won best supporting actress for that role. Um, she did do th- a good it, job. To me, it's uh, probably one of the best balances that I've seen between realistic and cinema. You know, mm-hmm. back in the seventies, they experimented with like let's just actually record people being normal. Did being George normal Clooney people. win something for that too? I don't like think best? He did. I, don't I thought that
3: won something. I, I, I don't he think it did. Um, oh,
1: but uh, he, uh, I know, that film won, won a lot of stuff. Um, I, think it, I think it won best best a little. won a lot of awards. Um, uh, oh, I lost my train of thought now. But, uh, when, when, back in the 70s, they tried a bunch of experiments with, like, let's just record people being normal, being the way that they are with, like, no acting, and then we'll get the real feel of how people are. That didn't work. It was a disaster. It's not fun to watch. You go back, the 70s was absolutely the worst decade in Hollywood history. Um, a lot of good stuff came out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand a lot of good stuff. But just pound for pound, the 70s were absolutely the worst decade for cinema. Um, And uh, so there's this balance between what is too much like Hollywood and what is realistic. Mm -hmm. Like, what am I going to see on the street and what am I going to see in the theater? Tilda Swinton takes both of those things and combines them perfectly in this role uh, in Michael Clayton, Mm -hmm. where she acts like... Somebody I feel like I could meet this person. I could know. Maybe I've seen this person before. But then at the same time, it's not too realistic where it's like, you know, this is it's not too realistic where it's like, okay, where's the acting? Yeah, You know, so, uh, again, it was a perfect balance in her role in that film as a, a woman who was way in over her head and communicated that in such an amazing way that. That I don't know if any of that actress could have done it. Yeah, um, I had an honorable mention uh, for another oh, actress. Can I make a
3: quick uh, observation too? Yeah, about that. Like yeah. she, where I really think she stood out was just a very, very last scene where Michael Clayton drops a hammer on her. Right, and she realized her life is ruined. Yeah, right. And and uh, and she she just like looked so freaked out. Um, and, her, and she was shaky. You see her, her lip quivering? Yeah, 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 She was just sitting there going like, like, and then as he's walking away, you yeah. see her just sit down on the floor. Sit down mm-hmm. on the floor. She's right. just there. And then she just kind of just sits down on the floor. I'm yeah. like, dang, man. Yeah, like, wow. like, yeah. this is what, and it felt like to me, I was like, that looks a lot like somebody who just realized that life is ruined. They're going
1: to jail. Yeah. Like, and mm-hmm. that's it. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah that again I, I keep going back to that film and i can't figure out why maybe that's why it's just the acting was so good yeah. and, and the plot i think to me was very original and you can
3: watch it again and almost pick up new things
1: yes yeah. yeah i keep going back to that film um interestingly enough don jeffries her boss was ed truck from the office oh really oh really <laughs> Is that right? it's ed truck <laughs> we l- i lost ed truck yeah i and, lost ed uh, truck <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's my number three. My number two, Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, oh, nice. You know, I, it comes down to yeah. uh, I, to me. The supporting cast are the yeah, salesmen. Great. Are the salesmen that sell me, sell me not 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 only a plot, but sell me a world. Yeah. Gandalf sold me that world. I mm-hmm. mean, Ian McKellen. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have a good Gandalf, then just freaking phone it in. He's, man. P- yeah. Yeah. He's perfect. Forget it. Yeah. Forget it. If you don't have a good Gandalf. Just forget yeah. it. It's not worth trying. He sold Middle Earth to me um, the way that that way that yeah. he the way that he did it. I I think that he sold the whole thing the way that he acted. It was what, like he was what, born for that. Right. Role. What other yeah. character is like Gandalf? No other character is like Gandalf. He really is. Well, I mean, I guess you could probably say uh maybe dumbledore you know maybe it's like like richard harris version. yeah sure but we version. also i mean we also need to
2: need to discuss how dumbledore is pretty much like a total rip off of gandalf oh. so i <laughs> That's mean true. like yeah, i mean as as much as i love i mean as much as i love harry potter i mean it's obvious like, yeah. like gandalf like gandalf is is totally ripped from or i'm sorry dumbledore is totally ripped from from gandalf well almost
3: like every so. wizard now is a rip off of uh, original uh, uh, tolkien Right, Gandalf
2: character. Well, I mean, Tolkien establishes fantasy.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, his 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 reach is so far that actually, um, I'm playing a, a game on my phone called Kingdom Rush. And if you upgrade. Oh, we love, I love Kingdom Rush if you, Me and Athena. Have you, have you noticed that if you upgrade the in Kingdom Rush Oregon, Origins, mm-hmm. if you upgrade the one tower, he says, Nugga Dugga, Nugga Dugga Thire. No way. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. There's so <laughs> many great references from, from, in those yeah, games. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> from Lord of the Rings, you know, they're all going to die, which yep. is perfect. Yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah, word. It's right. genius. Yep. So, uh, you know, if you upgrade That's it, it you, 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 put, you push the button and you upgrade it, it says, Nugga Dugga Thire. So, really cool. Really cool stuff.
2: I'm not going to lie. I. I totally probably would have put Gandalf on
1: my list as well, but okay. I,
2: I almost didn't consider him a supporting character.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, to, um, to me, he was uh, a supporting character. I, I mean, think, yeah. I think maybe. The I ultimate mean, He definitely character. is, yeah. I He's think maybe, maybe I misunderstood character. what supporting. supporting okay. Act, like, supporting role would like be. Like I said, I mean, they support the plot. It's, yeah. basically, it's basically. I every, thought about it as supporting. I thought the about character. it as
2: supporting the, the protagonist.
1: The protagonist, right. That's what
2: I think of it as, too. You yeah. support the main character, right. Well, okay, so who's the main character for Lord of the Rings? Frodo, Frodo, yeah, Got it. yeah. absolutely, Frodo, yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Okay. and um, everybody else supports him, yeah. you know,
2: pretty much in the form oh, yeah, of. I, I, I almost have a in hard the time. form of, but they
3: don't call them supporting I, actors; I, they call I, them the Fellowship. Well, right.
1: right,
2: yeah, but I just Gandalf and Aragorn, I just have a hard time saying that they yeah. would be supporting roles. Oh, you're
1: thinking about like main characters? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I almost feel, but like they're I that ha- good. Dude, I have, man, I have, have they, a hard they, time. I have a hard time saying that they would be supporting roles. Like to me, I would. I would have put any Sam of those three in the lead. Sure, absolutely. Sam is the yeah. supporting role, and I considered him for this list. Yeah, yeah. But, but I, I for me, I, I have a hard time saying that any of those three would be supporting. But right, yeah. Well, that's understandable. But I get that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. But I, I definitely again, can see where I, I can see where you, you where you go with Gandalf again. Yeah, the, the, gr- sh- the
1: greatest. To me, the greatest supporting characters sell me a whole world. Yeah, gotcha. Um, and that's why number one for me is, is Morpheus from Matrix. Number one, oh, greatest wow. supporting actor role wow. of all time. I yeah. Yeah. I have wow. never seen an actor act with so much conviction in so a so much a film. conviction
2: and I mean if you really if you really honestly think about it above anything else, selling selling the whole concept not just like to the characters right, right or to the or the plot but right. to the audience right selling yes. selling that movie to the audience because it's so it's it's so original especially yes. for its time selling that movie like more that's Morpheus like right uh, that, like that movie right. rode on his shoulders yes they rolled it really on did. and neo, yeah. you, you think about you think about shoulders Absolutely.
3: you think about neo the only reason you can have a neo as dry because you think about, it, he was pretty dry. Yeah. But the only reason you can have him is because of you have a Morpheus already. Yeah. In a way, yeah. it's it's yeah 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 yeah. And uh,
1: and Neo was able to to be such a, a whitewashed character with no expression, not much energy, yeah. not much. Uh, it was because you had these characters around him that were so much full of color. Yeah. And like again, Morpheus. I have not seen Lawrence Fishburne act in any film like that no. ever since. Yeah, I know. He's not it's even really come. It's like it was yeah. like a really different weird. person. It is. Yeah, it I is. Know. It really is. And and when I see him in other, I'm always disappointed because my standard is Morpheus. Yeah. Whenever I see him in another film, I'm just like, dude, you're just not even close yeah. to what you were doing. You know. And and watching him talk about the Matrix, I and mean, he totally sold that 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 role and the whole Matrix to everybody. Without Morpheus, you have no Matrix. Uh, this there's is almost so true. There's almost gone. a part of me that just would.
2: Going. There's almost a part of me that like if I could sit down. In a room with Lawrence Fishbourne and like get his honest belief on things, right? Like, no, like I'm gonna post this in a magazine, like honest right. belief. Right. Right. There's a one. There's a part of me that wonders if he's just not ever been given a script that he's found as as interesting as The Matrix, right? And he's just like his so potential yeah, isn't just, being yeah, reached. So I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I just kind of like, I just he's just like, yeah, I kind of you know. I do what I do, but, yeah, yeah not with as much conviction because there's never been a script that's ever, ever been right. this. exactly. And it was so, like, yeah. and, and his, but
3: his whole thing, too, the thing that sold it so much, too, was his willingness to die.
4: Yeah, yeah. right, sacrifice Totally
3: suicide. willing to die for, for, for what he yeah. believed, and no one else believed it. And he was the one that, like, and he, when he attacked Smith, and he was just like, you got to get Neo out of here. Yeah. And right. Trinity kind of knew that. Right, yeah. And so she then, you know, and oh, that heavy scene, whole dude. thing, heavy scene. That makes the audience realize how important
2: Neo is. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. What what better supporting role? Right. Yeah, no, you're right.
3: Right.
1: And oh, I mean, I mean it almost so true, I mean it almost man. makes
2: me wonder like cuz I, I remember Mike and I used to joke we used to watch, watch Lord of the Rings Re- Lord of the Rings trilogy and and joke that like if I if we had been an actor in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, like we would have wouldn't have bothered to do anything else ever again. Like, that, oh, like right. to me, like, like yeah. to us, that was the top. Yeah, right. You're like, okay, like, yeah. I played Gandalf, so I'm yes. out. Bye. Like, right. I don't ever yeah, have to right do it right again. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It almost makes me wonder if, like, Lawrence Fishporn was the same way. Like, Maybe. I played Morpheus in The Matrix. I know. Right. I, everything else I'm just doing for a paycheck right. at this point. Like, right. I, I need money. But, like, you know, everything else is just kind of whatever. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, th- those those supporting roles are main even main character roles that you're just—they like, are. You know, there's they're, they're, there's nobody else that could do this, and if you tried, it would be an insult to the film franchise. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I feel that way with Gandalf, and I feel that way with Morpheus. Yeah. Yeah, and this is we why I don't try to do Morpheus. Silly, yeah. It's not even close. And they dude. were trying like don't. when
3: they even this talk about maybe having a Matrix show, TV show. I'm oh, sitting there. I didn't I'm going about that. I'm, that? May, it's talk about it. I don't oh, know what it's going Oh, no. but I'm sa- I'm oh sitting please. I'm sitting there. I'm going, no. please don't. I don't, yeah. don't. Right. You already ruined it enough. Yeah. You know, like, 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 <laughs> leave I, I, the ashes somehow, alone. <laughs> I somehow can still separate the first one, you know? Yes. Like, right. like, so right. please leave it alone. Right. You know, yeah, you never good. do. That's... You can never get another Morphe. Yeah. You never get another Neo. You just can't do it. Yeah. Right. Or another Trinity. Let's talk about that. No, you can't. I know. Yeah. You can't even have her. Like, it's, it's, oh. Well, yeah. okay, quick honorable mention. Right, so he's What's got, up? He's got honorable mention. The one that I had a tough time was Haley Joe Osman and uh, oh. uh, the, the Sixth Sense oh, wow. uh, supporting yeah. supporting Bruce Willis. Yes. Yeah.
2: That one that almost That's I was a really having a tough one. time not right. having a moment with. Wow. That is a good one. And the other thing I would say is uh, now that you talk to me about selling the world and selling the, the plot yes. rather than just the character. I'd also mention um, I'd also mention uh, Jeff Bridges as Marcus Hamilton in Hell or High Water. Uh, that would be one that I yeah. would definitely definitely would have considered more if I had thought about it that way. Right. So.
1: Well, I would actually go with Jeff Bridges in um, True Grit. That'd be sure. my choice. Sure. Jeff Bridges. I think I think, I
2: think he was phenomenal. I think he was better in Hell or High Water. He is so movie. phenomenal. He was an awesome villain I thought same. in Iron Man One. What'd you say?
1: He's almost the same.
2: Yeah. Sure.
1: Very similar role. Yeah. Sure. All right, folks. That's our podcast for today. Yeah. Thanks for nice listening, listen. everybody. Yeah. Um, thank you. And since since I said it twice at the beginning, I'm just sniffing by. I'm just gonna say, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, next month, uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go with three of the greatest characters that can't speak. That can't speak. Like I they like speak.
3: their actor can't speak or their
1: role. The role can't speak. speak. They can't uh, talk. Silent. Right. They don't say a word. Oh, wow, interesting. All right, of the greatest silent characters in cinema. Silent characters. In cinema.
0: All right. All right. But
2: generally when you when you tell us, I can think of a few right my, away. I, got, I was going to say generally, generally it pops in my head right away. I've got I have, it's I'm a total right boy.
1: Yep. Well,
2: but then obviously Lucas. total a too. Mind.
1: Oh. I, I do have someone something in mind, but you know, I mean Chewbacca might be one of them. But he, he, he talks, though. So he
3: speaks in his own language. However
1: you want to sell it. You know, if you can say, wow, well, he, okay. he speaks, but he doesn't okay. actually speak. You know, he yeah. just speaks okay. the sound. How about yeah. someone who
3: doesn't speak English?
1: Uh, I'll go with let's, anything that doesn't speak a human language. How's that? Okay.
2: Well, you could maybe sell a different different human language if there's no subtitles. I mean, if they're being... If If if, like someone's speaking for them, like they do for Chewbacca, maybe most of the time when somebody else speaks another language, you get subtitles. Sell it to me,
1: just don't use any humans to speak foreign languages. Okay, all All right, right, folks. He's he's banning us from foreign
2: languages. Yeah, that's right. right.
1: Thanks everybody for listening. Like I said, Bradley St. James does all the music on this podcast. Thanks everybody for listening. We will see you next time. Be strong and courageous. See ya. See ya.
0: Thanks for listening to Streetwise Theology, brought to you by the Mid-Atlantic Reformation Society and Reconstructionist Radio. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com and thinkandreform.org.